we are back. Another exciting episode of Long Winded Spiel, episode 44. Um, as promised, Matt Roadhouse Rodick is here. Yeah, yeah. He was here a lot. He did a, a special guest uh, appearance uh, last second last week or the, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little phone call in uh, segment, which you got a funny story with that. I remember you telling me that you were oh, yeah. about to order some coffee. Definitely going to get to that. I want you to tell that story. As always. Mike G here. That's right. That's right. i got a lot of cool stuff for you, listeners, um, from uh, uh, sporting UFC stuff to a funny story that Matt Roadhouse Rodick is about to share, and i got some really cool current events that, uh, that I was uh, reading up on today that I'm, I'm excited to share with everyone. So let's uh, kick it off with that story, man. Yeah, so... I was calling you as I was walking into a coffee shop, which is, I mean, I guess never a good idea. <laughs> for some reason, do you ever go somewhere, you, you think you can multitask, right? It's like, you yeah. kind of say something to somebody on the phone, they start talking and they're explaining something to you, and while they're explaining, you're listening, but I'm also ordering a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. maybe a muffin to go. Maybe, I like that. I love blueberry. Hey, man. <laughs> that and that. I'm all for it all. Nothing get crazy. wrong with that. Dude, I've had some, oh, never mind. So... <laughs> So I'm walking to this coffee shop, calling Derek Lee Ramsey, just saying what's up. I think we were planning, we bottled beer that day, right? Yeah. No, we were uh, planning on opening beer that day. That's right. Which we're going to be getting into. Yeah, we're going to dive into that too. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, so calling you to make the plans for that day, and little did I know that you were on the podcast, and you put me (laughs) on the spot right there, right as I was opening my mouth to order my my coffee. (laughs) You put me on the spot, and I just like spun on my on the balls of my foot really quick to the left, and started walking out, and just rattled off whatever the hell I said. <laughs> and I felt like I was in a game show, and I was just like, "Oh, well, that's Matt Roadhouse Road again, episode forty-four, coming to you soon." <laughs> just rolled right off the tongue, and Dude, I, great, <laughs> as I'm walking out, like I can just feel everybody staring at me as I walk by, like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" In here? <laughs> like, are we on a prank TV yeah, show or something? Oh, dude, that's fucking hysterical, man. I remember he told me that story. And I was just dying. I was like, "We gotta <laughs> tell that on the podcast." Yeah, I was cracking up. Too, yeah, man. man. Yeah, but yeah, that um, that night, dude, that was great because we all met up and uh, cracked open the beer that we were making, the hibiscus uh, red ale, or is it amber? The amber ale, amber hibiscus, hibiscus amber. ale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you guys think, man? What was the uh, the final verdict on that bad boy? It's good. I feel like you know, it's yeah. still it was yeah. still so young. Like yeah. two weeks is the minimum you're supposed to let yeah. it ferment for, That's like bottle true. condition for, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like okay, so I cracked one open last night. A cold one, uh-huh. and it the hibiscus is a little lost still. Like I yeah. feel like at least in that particular bottle, I didn't get a lot. Uh-huh. There was definitely some floral notes on the nose, but you couldn't really tell that it yeah. was that particular flower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although still a good beer, it even dried out a little bit. Oh really? That I had, yeah. Maybe okay. maybe that one got a little bit less simp- um, uh, simple solution. Okay. But it wasn't as sweet. I didn't think. Okay. So it was kind of cool. All right. Yeah. I, I, I kind of wish I had one cold right now so we can try it. Actually, live. just before we, uh, while I was microwaving my coffee, I checked the fridge because I've been meaning, I thought that I had one in there that was oh, cold okay. just for this this purpose. Fuck, and, uh, yeah. Nice chest. No, no such was luck. It? Yeah, well, either way, man, um, I'm excited for the next batch. So, listeners, uh, the we didn't contaminate it. That was true. It, uh, it came out fine. It didn't. We didn't fuck it up, but uh, we are definitely... Uh, we're going to get better. Um, I think the issue that I had was I didn't use enough of the hibiscus. Mm. I mean, that's why I don't think it, Or maybe it's just it wasn't that strong of a tea to really overpower the... Or to complement... Not overpower, but complement the, the malt that you got, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. 
I feel like that would do well too if we did uh, like a different style of malt, like a lighter malt, mm-hmm. kind of more like a like a blonde or something. Yeah, I could see. Oh and yeah, we get like some sort you of. You were saying jasmine blonde, right? Oh, that sounds good too. Yeah. Yeah, you were saying that. I don't want to take yeah. credit for that, listeners. That's actually something that uh, that uh, Roadhouse was talking about. Teamwork. Uh, yeah, he wanted Not to what? try a, a jasmine blonde, which I think would do really well. I really like that idea. Hopefully, we can make something like that work, and maybe even play with green tea sometime, or like Dude, a earl, earl gray. And we just get like a, like a fruity uh, mm-hmm. hop drop with it. Hey, like, yeah. uh, I, like cool. I like mosaic. I think mosaic's I think got a nice just, little. I think you just named the beer. Yeah, remember <laughs> what I said. The hop drop. The hop drop. Hey, oh, I like cool. it. I like it. All yeah, right. man. We'll definitely see. Well, uh, well, we're playing with it, listeners. So we'll we'll definitely keep you uh, updated on the whole beer beer scene. That was Michael's first time, though. That was fucking fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I I actually only have three beers left. Oh yeah, <laughs> hell, yeah, dude. Uh, hell not, yeah! I've actually been sampling them out though. Like, I, oh I mean, yeah, yeah. I haven't you, you know, took them to work? Put like three. I haven't taken them to work yet. Those are. Uh, I'm going to bring two of them, uh, or at least one of them in. One of the last uh, two. Uh, definitely going to save one. Is uh, I kind of like what, what you're doing. Yeah. Saving one is just kind of like a memento for you know yeah. the experience. Uh, I think I always keep, just keep yeah. one of each. I think I still have a few of the porter that we made before. Yeah, me too. I have maybe two or three of the IPAs. I oh, think wow. I have two. I'm out of the IPA. Really? I think I have two. I'm saving one. Just, just dude, keeping it. Those, those guys just got way better as they. Yeah, got dude, fucking so surprisingly better. And it was a year. Oh a year yeah, almost condition. a year and a half now. Yeah. November, December. And, yeah. Yeah, dude. And I still got some Citra from the uh, the November camping trip. Mm-hmm. How, how long? I'm a fucking. They, uh, I'm a pack rat, dude. I'm a hoarder. How long will the? <clears throat> excuse me. The beers keep for. It depends on the style, mm-hmm. alcohol content. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff. How, what temperature it's kept at? Yeah. So like, I've got, I've had, I had two in the fridge. Now I have one in the fridge. Mm-hmm. But the other, the rest of mine are warm, or that I'm letting them condition like further. Room, room temperature. Because style. once you once you cool it, you really don't want to bring it back up to temperature unless you're going to drink it. That's very true. Yeah. You can lose a lot of the uh, the fruit. Or sorry, not the fruit. A lot of the flavors. Yeah, I learned it the hard way. <laughs> yeah. I like would not store it in the fridge after I got done cooling it, and then I did that multiple times. And I crack it open. It was just like not. It was drinkable, but it wasn't where it should be. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah Everything just, just like, kind of like yeah, subdues. dude. For sure. I was like, all right, like now I learned cookie. my lesson. It's funny because that's something that I knew going into it, but I just didn't. Yeah. Didn't actually enforce it. I guess I don't know. Whatever yeah. you want to call it. But yeah, man. So we'll fucking we'll we'll play around with some new stuff. Yeah. And we're gonna have some fun. Some of the new guys over at the bar. Uh, they, I, I brought the beer up to him. I think Sam was one of them, yeah. and he was uh, he was really interested in trying it sometime. Yeah. So I was like, all right, for sure, man. I'll, I'll bring one in, and you can get to sample that out. He doesn't know anything about beer, so <laughs> it's gonna be kind of cool to, you know, show yeah. him the ropes and get some books for the bar. Yeah, yeah there you go, maybe. there you go. Um, but yeah, enough of that, dude. Fucking uh, beer checked. Dude. Boom. Uh, Jasmine Blonde coming coming Jasmine your Blonde way, coming soon. An IPA coming coming your uh, your way Ooh, as well. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna that one. That we're gonna make an IPA for you, bro. That yeah. we're gonna love. We're gonna call we're it gonna... Skeptical Mike. Yay, I, I'm, dude! I'm behind that. <laughs> fucking behind it. Just gonna add Mike's name. He loves uh, it. <laughs> appropriately, I'm fucking skeptical. That I'm gonna like it. Uh, See. It fits. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, man, we're going to be playing around with that real soon. Um, but uh, moving on to um, – what was I going to say? Um, I, didn't, I wanted to bring something up before the fight card I'll that just happened. Uh, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank. Let's talk about the fight card. Maybe, maybe it'll just come up. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll probably come back, yeah. So Either way, so coffee, fight card. Bro. I know, man. I just it's fucking it really good coffee, man. A long day. It's cup number two, and it's 
Yeah. yeah Dude, fantastic. solid beans, bro. Trader Joe's. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Got a bean grinder, ladies and gentlemen. Don't fuck around. My coffee game is strong. You grind your fresh every time? It's not every time. <laughs> but whenever I have special guests, though, man, I fucking grind Dude. the beans. Grind the beans. For sure. Make a fresh press out of it. Dude, um, looking out. But, uh, yeah, man. Thanks, brother. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, fight card that just happened. Uh, really UFC, exciting. Uh, UFC 222. 222. Uh, headliner was uh, Chris Cyborg versus... Uh-oh. That girl that got <laughs> beat up. Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> yeah, dude. Forget her name. Cyborg was minus 1,600 yeah, going into that, so bad. it's really hard to really get behind the, the opponent. Dude. Yeah, yeah, minus 1,600. Minus 1,600. 1,600. Like silliness. It's like, what? how, I mean... That's what I feel like um, McGregor versus Mayweather in the octagon should be. No. Sorry, but I'm just way... I, that's what I feel like it should be. But anyways... Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe, yeah, in boxing, but what about in a... Oh, did you say in the octagon? In the octagon. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, right? Oh, 2,000%. Yeah, McGregor's... Yeah. yeah, It'd be be silly. Didn't we look up this... um, Didn't we look it up last week or a week ago? What the odds would be? Yeah, the odds were like... They were kind of crazy. It was like negative 950. I forget. I feel like it should just be infinity. (laughs) I don't think you should be allowed to bet on it. Like, it's just not even... There's no Mayweather doesn't have a chance. Like yeah. it's martial arts. It'd be so fun to watch McGregor toy with him for like three mm. rounds. I wouldn't even want him to toy with him. I would. That'd be fucking hilarious. Cardio, cardio. I'm a, McGregor's an old Mayweather fan. I like. I don't want to see Mayweather do it because he doesn't need to do it. He doesn't I mean, need to do it. I think he's just he's smart, so he's just like making everyone think he's gonna do it. Well, here. Here's the thing. Yeah, Here's the, I, I've heard I've heard some in in some podcasts and some people that are like trying. Maybe they're just trying to hype it. But I mean, I've heard even uh, uh, Dana White say that like there have been talks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There. There's. Oh, you know. I just can't imagine. Mayweather right, well, thinking here, he has a chance. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh. So. McGregor goes goes into boxing and and it's this whole spectacle, huge money event, biggest spectacle in you know current sports history. Uh, and everybody's like, oh, McGregor doesn't have a chance. McGregor doesn't have a chance. Yeah. And what happened? McGregor lost, right? And McGregor's stock didn't really fall. Like it's it's like you know what I mean he was still still like the two way champion in yeah in the UFC. Expe- he was expected to lose exactly yeah. so like Mayweather had, would would have the same thing going for him in this situation he's not putting his record on the line it's just a money grab I can see that you know I what I'm saying but it's a dangerous dangerous money grab like he could go to the WWE or something like that and go he has done that before yeah that's that's where you need to go yeah. that's you know that's that's your retirement plan right there. That's what Ronda Rousey's doing in the moment yeah. at the moment too. But don't really, yeah. Don't come in. She had her first match like last week, I think. Did she? Yeah. Wow, really? Uh-huh. Did, did she like announce that or anything? They announced it a week prior. Like they by announced it, I mean they had her come out to the ring. She had zero dialogue. And literally, she just walked out with her stare, and she's like did her whole little thing. And that next week, she had her first match. Did she armbar somebody? I don't know. I didn't even watch it. <laughs> I just heard. Alert. I just yeah, heard right. that she had her match already, and like it was, it was good. It was, it's pro wrestling, so I mean, it's as good as it's going to get. She's an entertainer too. Yeah, I can dude, see, for I, sure. I really saw that move being a. She's good She's going to bring more eyes to the to the uh, the, the uh, pro wrestling world, and then there yeah. are going to be some pro wrestling fans. They're going to. I mean, dude, her name uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. You know, no, um, yeah. Uh, what's that? What's that old Rowdy, wrestler's name? Roddy Piper. Exactly. Rowdy, that, Rowdy. Mother, that motherfucker. Like you know, some guy. some hardcore <laughs> fans are going to like. 
her just based off the name. I already do. And based off of, <laughs> he actually gave her permission to use a name as well. That was like a thing back when she was first got into pro fighting. Yeah. So like she had that connection with pro wrestling based off of that guy. So I mean, yeah, I'm sure she's gonna have some friends and followers right off the bat, but. We'll see what's up. Um, but yeah, man. Um, what were we saying? Fucking uh, Mayweather. Oh yeah. Before that, uh, it was who? Who was, was the girl's or... name that? Um, I don't know. But what's I... her name? Knocked out in 15 seconds. Cyborg. Oh. Yana Kunitskaya. There nice you go. Pronunciation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I looked it. 15 seconds? Is that what I heard? It wasn't right. 15. She, uh, it was she almost less than a couple minutes. Punch, oh, okay, okay. Just a couple minutes. Yeah, she she uh Forty she stuck strikes. in there. Yeah, she beat the shit out of her. There was a lot of fear in her eyes the moment she got caught with that overhand right. The the like 8 seconds in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, she had no head movement. You know, she kept she kept moving her head backwards, which was leaning into the overhand right as opposed to trying to circle out. Right, and that was something that I was I was saying right after the fight. I was like, um, I use the analogy of you were yeah, there for that. I, love I use the analogy of a speeding train. I was like, if you're standing on the tracks and there's a speeding train coming your way, which way are you going to move? Left or right? You're going to move yeah. out of the way exactly. Sideways, what left, you're not right. going to do is you're not going to run backwards because you're not <laughs> going to outrun the speeding train. Same thing with punching. Like when you see a person marching forward, they're going to throw an overhand right. You're not going to move backwards. Because you're moving into that that, you're, you're that direction, lane. you're in the lane. You got to move left. You got to move right. That's Specifically, moving right. Right. Yeah, you got to. You, you know, it's like mind blowing. Yeah. yeah, like it's you know, and so like with Cyborg, um, she just had her number, dude. I don't know what to say. I'm just like moving on. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, event. I mean, what 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 is there to that say? Was my practice, man. Yeah, it's just. I mean, what what can be said about Cyborg beating beating up this girl that hasn't already been said? You know, Ooh. like everyone saw it happening, everyone oh, knew it. Yeah, there was a minus. She was minus six hundred favorite, sixteen hundred favorite. Right. And there's not much more we can oh, say oh. about that. She just are you watching the highlights? Yeah, I'm watching it right now, dude. It is it is not pretty, man. She boom just, boom. The the only thing the girl landed on Cyborg is that she, once she got oh, cracked with the God. overhand right, she went for an ankle pick. And she actually took down Cyborg with an ankle pick, which Damn. is kind of funny. Which Dude, kind this, of this looks into... illegal. Oh, yeah. it's, it's it's it looks uh, illegal. It looks like a beaten. like a younger sister that really yeah. fucked up. Like, and she's yeah. just like, Dude. Yeah. yeah. And like, Dad's sitting there watching, and that's the ref, and he's just like, No, I'm gonna let this go for a minute. Yeah, you gotta learn your lesson. <laughs> Dude, man. She... Yeah, man. It just goes to show you though that the ankle pick works, man. They don't ever see it coming. <laughs> ankle pick. Ankle pick. It took down Cyborg. Uh, yeah, I was really surprised to see that. Like the ankle pick. Yeah, I remember. Ankle it. pick it works, man. Ones. Yeah, that shit was fucking crazy. But yeah, man, Cyborg, uh, kudos to her, man, for going out there and fucking getting after it. You know, she fucking, she, she took the fight on a short notice. She took a risk. You know, who knows? This girl could have come out and thrown a wild punch and clipped Cyborg on the chin. Could have yeah, happened. That could have happened. Because it happened to Frankie Edgar. It did. It did. <laughs> oh, but he was a, he was a, I think she could wear some of those girls' punches. I think Cyborg could. I mean, uh, oh, the Edgar fight. Yeah, so so sad. Dude. This, I'm still upset about this one. <gasps> God, dude, that was so sad, dude. That uppercut oh, from that hell killed dude. me. Yeah, so we were uh, watching the highlights of the Brian Ortega versus Frankie Edgar fight, and um, I had Frankie Edgar winning this fight uh, going into it. I thought he was just going to outclass him, outpoint him. Uh, mainly, I thought he was just going to outpoint him. He was going to more volume, and uh, and what I thought was going to happen was actually happening 
leading up into that elbow that he got yeah. he got cracked with. Uh, yeah. Because he was he was out striking him. Yeah. I mean, there are multiple times where I was like, Ortega keeps leaving his head out. Frankie is going to throw a double jab with the overhand right. And fucking sure as shit, he was just lighting him up with that double jab overhand right. Then Ortega started kind of catching his range, hit him with an elbow, and that, that led elbow. into another elbow. Yeah. And that that second elbow is what really put Frankie Edgar on, on fucking on, on Queer Street. You know what I mean? He was just out. And then the uppercut to lead into that. But now we get a fucking badass fight. Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega, man. How do you guys see that going down? I just need one more second just to say that my heart breaks for Frankie Edgar, dude. Yeah, just super sad, man. Fucking scratch just right there for his belt opportunity at the 145 yeah, he, again. Dude, dude, took a huge risk, man. I mean, he had nothing to gain from that. He had a guaranteed title shot. Guaranteed title shot. He just wanted to save the card. Yeah, it's dude. badass. Good, good on him, dude. He's a fighter. Yeah, I he's mean, like, I'll fuck. He's I'll fight, dude. Whatever. Like, I, I'll I'll put my title shot out on the line just to save the card. And then Ortega comes in and goes, "You fucked up. Yes, <laughs> yeah, fucked up. Dude. You fucked up." Because I'm gonna take sucks. this title shot and I'm gonna take your chin with me. Oh, dude, yeah, I, man. I, I said uh, I said after that fight that that uppercut looked to be, and especially because it was it was the first time anybody's ever stopped Frankie. Yeah. Uh, and I, I said that a lot of times, and especially a shot that devastating, yeah. uh, it takes, like you said, it takes their chin. Oh yeah. And uh, I don't think we're gonna. I see. I see Frankie going forward. I, I could see him um, being knocked out again. Yeah. Like um, not, not 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 having that same sort of chin that we've known him to have. Yeah, I can see that. And it's uh, it's just like it's not just the chin; it's the recovery time. Right. Like getting clipped and being able to get your wits back underneath you. Right. Because uh, it's almost like um, so. I found this out as far as cardio. I always thought good cardio was not getting tired. You would see athletes just go, go, go. And you're like, man, these motherfuckers never get tired. But that's actually not the case. Um, no. It's not. They get tired. <laughs> They're exhausted. <laughs> They're exhausted. But car- true conditioning comes in those small moments of rest. That's when you know you're in shape. So like a fighter that goes five minutes and he has a 60-second break, the guy that can recover the fastest is the guy that has the best cardio, not necessarily the guy that can push the longest. Mm. So like that's something that I recently found mm. out. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So it's not necessarily I can push for 30 more seconds than you can. He can catch his breath in that five seconds of stillness. He can mm. catch his breath, and now he's back fully charged, and I'm still trying to catch my breath. Ooh. Therefore, he has more cardio than I do. That's kind of how that works. So the same thing with the chin. You know, Shit. you get you get clipped, and you can you can snap back out of being rocked pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And then, but Frankie Edgar has done that throughout his entire career. That now his chin conditioning is no longer there. It's like he can get clipped and it, and it hurts him and it lasts for that much longer than it originally did. Because right. his fight against Maynard, dude, like he got hit with very similar punches. Except he was able to keep the scramble going and keep himself relevant to keep the ref from stopping the fight. Right. Then when Ortega landed the shot, I mean, dude, he literally lifted him up off his feet. Dude, it was a street fighter. Yeah, lifted him up off his feet and then Edgar just rolled to his side and you could just tell he wasn't sure what was up, what was down. Yeah. And then Ortega followed it up with a couple of shots and then that was that. But dude, yeah, man, it's just kind of crazy, dude. I don't know. I don't know, man. Fuck, it's but, so sad, dude. It still kind of kind of gets to me a little bit. But, dude, Ortega, going into the Holloway fight with Ortega, I I think it's a pick'em fight. I don't know who's going to win. Um, I just think I think Holloway definitely has the advantage on the feet. Um, and I'm not just saying that because... I'm saying that because Holloway's on, a, on an 11-fight winning streak. <laughs> and every single fight that he's had, he's fucking beating the shit out of the person. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, And he's got a chin. He just beat Jose Aldo twice. Pretty much the same exact fashion. Yep. He's no slouch on the ground. He, I mean, I'm not saying he's 
He's not as savvy as far as like jujitsu, like as a purist. But if he rocks you and you you leave your neck out there, Holloway's gonna catch it, dude. He's gonna snatch that up. Same thing with Ortega, though. So um, I think Ortega has had a lot of um, he had a lot of range on Edgar because he's a bigger guy. I mean, duh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's not gonna be the case against Holloway. I think Holloway's gonna. I think Holloway's been striking for longer as far as like high caliber opponents for longer, and I think Holloway's gonna really outwork him on the feet. So it's going to come down to the ground. That's that's my prediction. It's going to come down to once the fight hits the mat, let's see what Ortega can do because Ortega can put away Holloway on the mat. I just don't think he can do it on the feet, but I think he can take down Holloway. I feel like Holloway's going to be working on that a lot. I, I think Holloway's going to fucking, yeah, take down Sprawl and Brawl is what Holloway's going to yeah. do. Because, dude, like Holloway, right now yeah. That, I bet you. Dude, I mean, Holloway He's went, Holloway's the only guy to go outside of Nate Diaz to go three rounds against McGregor and, like, eat his shots. You know what I mean? Like, he was getting cracked. Right. And he was, and that's Holloway three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. You know? And He's Holloway now, too, yeah. Man. Holloway now is like, yeah, he's still really young. He's like 27. Fuck, he's, dude. Yeah, he's young, dude. He's like yeah. not even in his prime yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and Jose Aldo, man. Jose Aldo was landing bombs on Holloway. And Holloway was there, like eating it in the fight. So to tell me that Ortega has the same power that a Conor McGregor does or a fucking Jose Aldo, they landed very clean. And it Holloway didn't go anywhere. He was in there. He was, he was still in the fight. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think it's going to come down to striking. I think it's going to come down to the mat. And let's see if Ortega can actually capitalize on something. I just think Holloway's wrestling is going to be a little bit better than Ortega's. And I think he's going to do just enough to stay out of any submissions. And he's going to do enough damage to rack up points. That's kind of how I see that fight mm. going down. But I don't know, man. It's a pick and fight. Because uh, what the fuck do I know, right? <laughs> they haven't picked a date for that, though. That's, uh, no, just that, yeah. he just, they're thinking about fighting in Chicago. I thought they proposed potentially uh, Yeah, 226. Oh, I heard 226. I think that's in Chicago. But, dude, it's either or, man. I, I would love either or. I don't know. I'd love to go to Chicago and watch a fight out there. That'd be so dope. Andre Orlovsky might be on that card. He's yeah, Well, he lived in Chicago forever. So he's like cool. kind of from there kind of a thing. Um, I'd love to go back to Chicago. <laughs> I yeah, fucking dude. love that city, man. It was so much fun. I'm telling you this. Fucking Matt Roadhouse Rodick is from Chicago. What the fuck? home, dude. Yeah, dude. What the fuck am I doing over here? I know. I need to go back more. Dude, oh, let me know, man. I'll love to go with you sometime. Yeah, definitely, dude. You show me your your version of Chicago. The true version. I fucking um, just do like the touristy things. Dude, I was on the Segway tour and shit. I nah, you did that shit. I did, man. <laughs> I, I probably looked like the biggest doofus with that fucking helmet. I didn't give a shit, though. I crashed <laughs> once. I did oh. crash once. Dude, but I mean, there's some people that fucking ate shit on that Segway tour. I kind of feel oh, bad. Man. There was like 10 of us, I think. 10 or 12 of us. Damn. And we, uh, it's cool. It's a two-hour tour, man. You're literally just going up and down uh, Parkview in uh, Chicago. So you check out all like the fucking, um, uh, what was it? Uh, you know, the, the stadium, the, the fucking, the Chicago Bears Stadium. Soldier Field. So- Soldier Field, President's Park. Um... Everywhere, dude. Like, all that whole Parkview area. Yeah, Grand Park, Grand, Park. Yeah, dude. All of it, man. It was fucking cool. Dude, we gotta go out there for Blues Fest sometime, dude. Seriously, the I'd best time ever. I'd love to check that out. Just hang that out. out and fucking chill in the park and listen to free live music. Uh-huh. Just set up that. like a picnic, dude. It's not, it's not like a fucking festival, but mm-hmm. it is. Everyone's just got their blankets laid out. Picnic, food, wine. Yeah. People are smoking. It's fucking super chill. I'm down with that, dude. That's just and fun. they've got like multiple stages, a bunch uh-huh. of live music going on, just all jazz and blues, dude. Yeah. Everybody's just fucking chilling. Best dude, time, in. dude. I'm in, dude. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I I found a. Uh, they told us a really cool story because like they tell you the history behind all of it, and we're in Presidents Park, 
And it was the, um, it's a statue of, um, I think it's Abraham Lincoln, right? Is he not up there? Uh, I don't know. It's one of them. I forget. It's one of the presidents. And they're supposed to be, it's Lincoln Park. Yes. So it wasn't, it wasn't (laughs) President Lincoln. It wasn't President Lincoln, but there was another president. And President Lincoln is in somebody, another president's park. Because okay. there, there's two different president parks, mm-hmm. and then uh, the story of it goes, um, they put this. I forget. The, I forget the president's name. I took pictures of it. It's probably my phone somewhere. But anyways, so uh, they they have a president statue in Lincoln Park, right? And they have Abraham Lincoln statue in this other other president's park, and that was a president park that we were at. So we we're sitting there hanging out. We're looking at at Abraham Lincoln in this park, mm-hmm. and she said, "Do you ever wonder why?" President Lincoln is in this park and not the park that's actually named after him is because back in the in the Great Chicago Fire they had just started building this park they just started putting it up so he was the first statue that they put up here and they were going to put the other statue over here right and then the fucking fire happened where like most of the city burnt down yeah. and it was such a catastrophe and that they needed so much like financial gain just to fucking rebuild everything yeah. that they were like listen we have to fucking scratch the park for a little bit we just got to worry about building our city back up yeah. so they spent the next fucking however many years rebuilding the city from like this crazy fire that happened and then when they finally got the funds to fucking to, to fix up the park, at that point, it was like all rebuilt, reconstructed where the, the, the statue ended up moving to Lincoln Park. So they were just like, fuck, we're just going to put that statue uh, in Lincoln Park, put Abraham Lincoln over here, and we'll just leave it the way it is. Kind of roll it out. So, yeah. yeah, man, that's exactly what happened. That's so it was just kind of crazy. So it's a, it's a statue of Abraham Lincoln sitting in his chair in this park, but I forget the name of the park, and it's named after a different president. Grant Park? It might be Grant Park. Yeah, it so might that's, be. That's, where, uh, that's probably it. That, that's where the, uh, the the Bean is at too, right? The Bean is uh, right the around the corner. Beans and Millennium Park, yeah. Millennium so they're, Park. They're right next to each yes, other. Yes, so it's, it's Grant Park. Yeah. So it's Grant Park, Millennium Park, where like all those weird statues are and all that. Oh, yeah, with the faces those, spitting the water. The faces spitting water, exactly. Nervous. And uh, then you have the Bean around the corner, which is kind of hidden, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so in Grant Park. So it's Abraham Lincoln is in Grant Park, and Grant is in Lincoln Park. So it's funny dude, how that worked that out. It's funny. because of fire. It's because yeah. of fire that happened. So, dude, those tours are so fucking cool to go. They are. I wanted to do the river tour, man. Dude, I never that had a chance. is so dope. <gasps> dude, I don't even remember. So, I was so young. It was so booked, dude. Like it was yeah. booked up until because like, they're amazing. October or some shit like that. They're so fucking. And it's so cheap. They tell it's you like so 30, many stories. Yeah, it's dude. a two-hour tour, brother, and you literally go up the river in Chicago, and like they just talk about all the buildings, the architecture, history of the city. Dude, it's oh fuck, amazing. I would love to talk about gone. Dying City Green. Talk about the mobsters, and they used to leave bodies at mm-hmm. the bottom. Oh mm-hmm. shit, there's all sorts of shit like how there's still bodies down there allegedly. Uh-huh. Was all, I mean, that's uh, whatever. That's just one little thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Those, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Chicago's great. It's beautiful. Yeah, don't ask no questions, Mike. Yeah, yeah I know. I was like, yeah, moving don't on. ask no questions, Mike. Turn the goddamn mic off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'd love to go back to Chicago, though. It'd be a lot of yeah, fucking fun, awesome. man. It'd be a lot of fun. But um, yeah, so uh, there's going to be a UFC event in Chicago. Uh, hopefully one of these days you, we all can make it out there not for the UFC event but just to go see Chicago yeah, for sure. you know, I'd love to join you sometime yeah. that'd be a lot of fun but uh, the t- fight card in Vegas I'm sorry I was going to say the UFC coming up that I'm most stoked about is that 223 with uh, oh Khabib and, and Ferguson uh, Ferguson and then Rose Namunez and Joanna Young Jacek dude oh, that's going to be a fight man how you guys see that one going which well for the I actually think Rose is gonna tie her up again. You think yeah. so? I think yeah. so. Yeah. I just think like you said, Styles make fight. Do Styles make fights, and I think Rose is the best striker that uh, 
Joanna uh, has seen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I, I I just think that she's fast enough and athletic enough uh, to to outstrike her. Yeah. You know, she's been doing martial arts since she was a fucking kid, man. That's like, crazy. She was yeah. little. And in the Midwest too, like when you got to deal with that cold. Dude, that makes it does tough, something man. to you. It does. Not saying Joanna's not a tough motherfucker too. Yeah. She's tough, man. But she, I mean, her but Rose has just got her number. Her style exactly is like a, a really good striker. I mean, she's good at keeping like the the, the good wrestlers, the Claudia Gadelias of the world, like at bay with her mm-hmm. striking. Um, and she's athletic enough to do the what I think you just described as like a sprawl and strike yeah. kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, so that, I mean, stylistically, she was able to beat all the other top competition in the division, but when she fought Rose, it, it wasn't like that. It was a, a girl that it was a little bit bigger than her, uh, that had just as much striking abilities, if not better, and just a little bit stronger. Uh, Rose was saying that when she felt, um, uh, when she felt Joanna, uh, she felt like she could just ragdoll her and throw her down. Um, like she felt just really light and not not strong, basically. Like she didn't mean to. That's what Rose said. That's what Rose said about oh. Joanna. She said, but she had a game plan, which was to to strike with her. That she mm-hmm. felt like that was the game plan, and she had to stick with that. But the first time that she grabbed a hold of her wrist, she felt like she could. You know, she said no, no disrespect, but I felt like I could just literally throw her down like a rag doll. Hmm. She goes. She felt just not strong. And she goes, the last time that I fought somebody like that, not strong, and she referenced somebody from the uh, Ultimate Fighter um, back in the day. But yeah, mm-hmm. she goes, it was it was noticeable, the strength difference. So hmm. You uh, think that was like a mental thing, like Joanna wasn't entirely there? Well, Joanna's been talking about this weight cut. She's been blaming the, her, her nutrition team. And she actually fired about, him, right, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, she fired him. Well, she publicly shamed him and then fired huh. him. Uh, uh, Kevin Lee did the same thing, man. He had the, uh, when he fought Ferguson... He uh, he fired his management funny. team. He fired his fucking uh, his nutritionist. Yeah. Fucking just well, he didn't fired even, everybody. He, <laughs> he, lived, he lived in Las Vegas uh, leading up to that fight, mm-hmm. and that that's where the UFC uh, Institute is. Where yeah. all that it's like the fucking <clears throat> heaven yeah. of fucking training for these fighters. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frank Yeager called it the the Willy Wonka factory for fighters. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just everything you need for nutrition and everything, dude. And you have all it's all this, free. It's all free. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't want to use it. I think they want more fighters to move to Vegas. Is what it is. They can keep it closer on. I can see what the fuck Dana White's doing. I mean, he's like, I'm gonna make a fucking boot camp where you guys can be here, and I have a closer eyes on you. So oh, he's got a fucking right? factory That's now, awesome. yeah. dude. Yeah, it just turns out fighters, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. I could see Get that. Get them on contracts while it's they're young. Also, kind of hard to put a fighter in Vegas. I'm just going to counter with like you put a fighter in Vegas with all that temptation of you know prostitution, yeah. fucking gambling, fucking. Well, you know where I mean? is the institute located? I mean, where in Vegas is it located? Is close, it? close enough to, sh- to the strip to get you in trouble. I'll tell I you know, that. man. You get you sign a fucking contract that, that that's, says you're going to be true. there. I mean, I guess you. I mean, it's only. The I mean, I'm sure they'll get a couple people. Yeah. I'm sure, they get a couple people. Some but yeah, dude. Audience. You know what? Actually, I think Dana White is actually working with the government, and they're creating an army. <laughs> oh shit! There we go. That guys. are going to spray the skies. That's right, dude. This would have been a perfect phone call. Iron and aluminum. This would have been great. No, I'm just. But yeah. that would be funny if that's what happened, though, right? Oh my god! Yeah, but I, I fuck dude. That institute's dope. I just think it's funny because like they're literally, like they have Francis Ngannou there. They're like, you're gonna be here. He you're, gonna, yeah, he you're, gonna, there. you're gonna fucking create this monster, and we're gonna unleash him on other heavyweights. Stephen Miocic just happened to be there and was like, not on my watch. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking put you away and extend that. 
that title defense record to three, yep. so two, which is crazy, dude. Like to make a full three blow. defenses was the was two defenses Ooh. was the record. We just That's intense. We just got a prediction live on air. What's uh, that? that uh, oh, he's going to have four in a row. He's he going to double the record. You think he's going to be DC? He said he's going to be DC. Dude, he has a really good chance, man. I think he's got... I, I don't know. I just man. think he's just a better boxer. I'll, I'll give him that. He's a better boxer than DC. Longer. You know, like those straight punches. Dude, people fucking want to act like the Roy Jones Jr. or Floyd Mayweather. But it's like, dude, fundamentals, man. That's where it's at. One-twos will win you championships. You know what yeah. I mean? That's, that's, what's, that's what's up, man. At least in my opinion. Yeah, what's that saying? You know, it's better to practice one move a thousand times than practice a thousand moves once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bruce Lee has said something really similar to that. Yeah. He said, I don't fear the man that knows 10,000 different kicks. I fear the man that's practiced one kick 10,000 times. I'm sure that it stems from that. It's yeah. fucking that's... sexy, dude, right? <laughs> Bruce Lee, bro. That's why I got two posters of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I got one of Muhammad Ali. But, uh, yeah, dude, fucking... Yeah, who you dude. got? DC is too oh, fuck. I, I want to say I want to say DC man. I just think DC is going to be able to get underneath them and wrestle. But that's just me, man. I don't know. I'm picking DC. We'll see what's up, Mike. Stipe. Stipe. Yeah, I think he extends it. I think he's he hits hard enough. Uh, uh, yeah, he's more technical of boxer. Yeah. I think he's got enough of a wrestling pedigree to keep it. Yeah, at least stuff DC yeah. a little bit. You know, uh, DC's not going to knock him out. He ate some shots from Nagano. Mm-hmm. He was there. But I don't necessarily think that yeah, he's a fireman. <laughs> First responders, dog. They're I tough. And he's a wrestler, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I think he wrestled in college. Yeah. Pretty sure he did. I, you guys are right. Like, he knows enough about wrestling to maybe keep it competitive. Like, he won't just get taken down. But... And then just use his power and size against him, Dude, you know? he's a big guy, man. He doesn't look big, though, right? When you see him on TV. Motherfucker's like 6'5 or something like that. 250-ish pounds. That's a big boy. A big, yeah. I thought, he was, I thought he was like 6'7", 270 or something. Anyway, mm-hmm. he's a big fucking guy. That's a big dude. Like, yeah. I mean, shit, man. Like, I mean, I'm 5'8". You guys are what, 6'2", 6'3", something like six that? 6'1". 6'1". 6'2 and You're 6'2 and a half? Like, Stipe is two inches taller than you, and he's 250 pounds. That's a lot of fucking, just a lot of meat and bone and just... Testosterone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. alpha male mentality. Yeah, like I'm gonna fucking beat you up, DC. Dude, like that's crazy, dude. dude. That's crazy. He's got to spend a fortune in groceries. Bet I bet he eats just, like a fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking ten thousand calories a day. Right. <laughs> he gets he actually gets sponsors, man, because he's always dropping uh, on his Instagram. Huh. It's like I forget the name of the company. I'm sure if I pull up his Instagram page, I can show you a couple. But he gives his little pre meal prep things, Ooh, and they fucking yeah, they just like they mail it to him. They literally just microwave it, and you got like what you need, like daily vitamins, protein, etc. So I, I mean, he gets sponsored it, you know what I mean, which is really cool. And I'm that's sure he's cool. not hurting for money, you know. Like, come on, man, this I mean, guy works full time as a fireman. Yeah, though, right? dude, that's what I'm that's saying. Fucking insane. He's traveling the world right now. Literally, I just saw an Instagram post of his two hours ago, and he's with his wife, and they're taking a tour, those little boat tours, and you get to you travel the world for like over the course of like four or five days. What? Starts off in Canada. They went to the UK. Oh, like a they're, cruise? They cruise. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cruises uh, are so much fun. I thought you were saying he was like sailing. I was like, no. this is the baddest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. There's just one heavy bag on the boat. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> That's how I steer. Dude, I'm fucking badass, <laughs> dude. Yeah, he's on a tour right now with his wife, and I'm like, you fucking savage, man. Yeah. Like, but his fight's in July, so I mean, it's oh. not like he needs to train right away. They just wrapped the Ultimate Fighter, so I'm sure they paid him a couple yeah. hundred thousand dollars to do that, you know, dude. just to fucking do that. 
So I'm sure he's not. He's like, I need a vacation with my wife. I just need to fucking dick her down in every uh, part of this world. <laughs> Germany, UK, Canada. Fuck, I don't know where else they're We're going. We're all the hemispheres, babe. Yeah. yeah. Dude. If you know him. what I mean. Good for him, dude. Good for him. <laughs> and he's a heavyweight. He can just eat whatever the fuck he wants. That's the thing about DC, man. Like, he's he's went to heavyweight because it's hard for him to cut to 205 now. He's older. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Being able to eat whatever you want. I mean, I'd like to see a DC at like... We haven't seen DC at a heavyweight, as a heavyweight in a long time. And he was undefeated as a heavyweight. Do you, do you think that sometimes when I when I get in, when I hear about these scenarios where I, I hear that a fighter, like it's, it becomes harder for them to make the weight at that lower weight. And then they go, okay, then they, they almost like let up when, mm-hmm. they, when they go to that next weight class up. They're like, oh, I don't have to train as hard this time to make weight. I don't have to do those things... That almost make me successful leading up to a fight. Yeah. Like, and I feel like for some fighters, that that doing all that cardio or and whatnot to mm-hmm. make the weight is is what's helping them in the fight. Oh yeah, for sure. So I mean, dude, McGregor is <clears throat> a good example of that. You know, McGregor fighting uh, Nate Diaz at, at two one seventy. Yeah. You know, like that was it. Kind of hurt him a little bit because his cardio wasn't there. I, Nate, Nate Diaz too. You know, like he wasn't the same because they're both not pushing to get that weight down. Right. I feel so. like if you imagine that kind of like the the moving up in weight class as like a, a springboard, if you time it right, it can launch you into success in a higher weight class. Like if you look at like um, what RDA is doing now at 170s, fucking oh, killing. Touche. What Donald Cerrone did when he jumped up to 172. Right. Like there's some of those guys that went or or Conor McGregor at 155. Like if you time it right and you do that properly like you can have leaps and bounds in your career um but i feel like dc now that he's getting older what is he 40 now 39 he's, uh, 39 he's approaching 40 he's gonna so, retire uh when he hits 40 that's what he said so like you know hopefully he timed that spring right but if he didn't he's you know it's gonna hurt him more than it's gonna help him yeah and i don't know i think this I'm could be if he if he wins this next uh, th- this title if he wins a second title and becomes a two-way champion and he beats stipe uh, i think that mm, that's his last fight and he rides off mm. into the sunset and that's his legacy DC? Like, yeah, yeah. I, that's my that's my prediction oh, he's gonna vacate two belts yeah retire on top like fucking john elway i mean he would i, I don't I, see him retiring i almost feel like that. this is i almost feel like this is a ploy man i don't know i hate to say this but <clears throat> i feel like the ufc not to be a dick rider with conor mcgregor but huh. i feel like the ufc has created a monster in conor where he like causes shots and they're not used to that you know they're not used to like having this guy that's built this empire on literally just beating people up and taking multiple belts. He's the only fighter to ever hold two consecutive mm-hmm. belts at the same time. Now they're trying to get DC to be the next guy. Right. And as a light heavyweight, heavyweight. Now heavyweights always, in the combat sports history, heavyweights are always considered to be the most popular out of any other combat sport, any other divisions in combat mm-hmm. sport. Right. Uh, Muhammad Ali as opposed to uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Muhammad Ali was just so much greater. He was... The baddest man on the planet, you know, like a Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Heavyweights are always considered to be like yeah. the baddest fucking dudes. Um, and this is the first time ever where Conor McGregor is now considered by many to be like the baddest man. Like he's fucking killed at two different divisions. So I feel like the UFC is desperately trying to find somebody to be that next person, that next two weight, two division champion uh-huh. to kind of take some of that. I don't know. Just take some of those accolades away from Connor to where it's yeah. not, he's not considered so mystical anymore. He's like, yeah, you're a great fighter, but we have another guy that fucking did the exact same thing and it's DC, you know, and like he isn't as popular as Connor McGregor, granted, but I get that. But I still think that they're trying to like, 
I don't know, man. They're, they're just trying to they're, they're trying to because like Connor brings in the most numbers, so they're trying to get other horses in the race to bring in equal amount of attention to the sport as opposed to just relying on one guy. You right. know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Totally. And DC's been with the UFC for a long time. Yeah, he's yeah. a company you know, man through exactly. And Definitely. Yeah, he stick. sticks with them. Like they need that. I think that's great, and I think DC's a perfect fit for it. Right? I, oh, I agree. And Connor McGregor's just a young kid who's coming in, and he's gonna break off and do his own thing eventually. However, the fuck that's gonna happen, but. Yeah, they do. They need somebody like that. They need a, you know, and especially, you know, that's good for DC to break off. He can do, you know, especially if he, if he wins the heavyweight title, I feel like he has at least another year until he has to defend well, it. He's come out publicly, though, and said uh, that I'm 39. I turn, he turns 40, I think, uh, in a, in spring of next year. So he basically says, like, I'm going to fight for this title um, in, during the summer. And then there's, there might be one more fight after that. You know, maybe uh, it could be the trilogy with John Jones. Uh, it could be... Why would they do that? I don't know. I don't think it'll happen. At heavyweight. That'd be At cool. heavyweight. That's what he was talking about. That's what DC had said. And he said he would put both belts on the line uh, for that fight. And... Oh, there was something oh else. Oh, my God. Two belts on the line. DC, John Jones. For the trilogy. Not John Jones. Hopefully not on steroids this time. <laughs> A clean fight. For all the marvels, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it's something that that I mean they've talked about. DC's come out and openly said, but he he literally said, uh, I've I've always had it in my mind that I'm going to retire when I'm 40. Uh, so when I turn 40, that's it. So there's pretty much only a few like basically the July card and then maybe the New Year's Eve card that last the you know the mm. big blockbuster at the end of the year that UFC always does. So I mean he, he could be setting himself up for two big paydays and then right off into the sunset hopefully. I mean, or you, could, you, man. or you could just get cracked by Stipe and and then have to fight one more time, somebody just to go out on a win. I could see that. I could see him going out beating. Uh, I can also see him beating Stipe, John Jones coming back, and John Jones challenging him for the heavyweight title, and we see a third fight against. Right. Is that what you said? Yeah. Sorry, man. I was posting something on I Instagram. Saw, I was like, I was like trying to. Yo, everybody! <laughs> I'm trying to do multiple things at once. All right. <laughs> Oh, That'd be badass too, man. I can also see. No, uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she repeats everything we just said. Right. So I have an idea, guys. John Jones, DC heavyweight title. What do you think? <laughs> it's like we already covered that, Derek. We already Nobody's covered that. Nobody's doing that. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I don't ever. I actually, Nobody. I just disagree. I'm like, no, never happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I was posting something on Instagram. I was letting the world know that we are recording episode 44 of the Long Winded Spiel. But yeah, man. Um, what were we uh, after that? What else were we gonna cover? Uh, we still, we still got that miscellaneous thing that we haven't remembered, but there's still current events. Yeah, dude, but, current uh, events. Fuck, dude, I forget what it was. It was something about. Fuck it. We'll, we'll jump into current events when Matt gets back. <laughs> Matt's using the restroom right now, ladies and gentlemen. So we're gonna wait for him to get back. We'll jump into some current events. I got some juicy ones for you. Pretty excited about it. I'm excited to see your guys' take on certain things. Um, aside from that, do you have anything coming up soon, man? Um, uh, nothing too crazy. We well, we got a like we got shirt, our, by the way. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Cool. this is one of my favorite shirts, and I got it for Freezy from work. That's fucking this badass. Is, it's actually just a, a wedding uh, that somebody mm-hmm. had at Duke's, and uh, they That's left. Pretty a, cool. Yeah, man. Ladies and gentlemen, it's based off of like a Jack Daniels themed uh, T-shirt that was actually someone's wedding. So instead of Jack Daniels, they have Carlson Kelly. Which is the Carlson uh, Kelly wedding? Yeah, October seventh, two thousand seventeen. 
was in Malibu, California. In Malibu. Pretty badass shirt, Everything's, dude. I dig yeah. it. Pretty badass shirt. Yeah, uh, so we're going to do some current events, y'all. Dude, can we talk about... Sorry. Can we talk yeah. about Khabib Ferguson really quick? Yeah, dude. Let's do it. I'm really fucking stoked about that fight. Just Jump, do it. Drive in, dude. Dude, I just feel... I've been watching their fights, and I feel like fucking... Tony Ferguson is gonna fuck him up, dude. You think Tony? I think Tony's gonna Tony? win. Yeah, dude. I right. do. What, what, I do. What makes you say it? I think his like his initial background is in wrestling, right? Uh huh. And then he's a fucking badass in jujitsu. Yes, he 10th is. Tenth Planet black belt, and his stand up is on fire too. He's got a fucking great chin. Like yeah. I just don't. I mean, I I know Khabib is a fucking savage. Like I see that, but I just don't see him beating someone who is is not only well rounded but like excels in multiple areas. I just see Ferguson taking it. Well, ah, uh, yeah. I mean, he did. I mean, Barbosa, uh, Edson Barbosa excels <coughs> in striking, and Khabib just like walked right through his striking. Yeah, but Edson's jujitsu and wrestling is not nearly as good as um, as Tony Ferguson. Very true. Like. I didn't even know Tony Ferguson had a background in wrestling until I saw that fucking tattoo in his leg. And yeah. they started talking about it, and I was like, oh, of course. It makes fucking sense. Yeah, a little fucking... Um, the Is that All-American? All-American yeah. tattoo. Yeah. That's why I love this fight, man, because I can see both sides. Yeah, I do. The thing, too, see, fucking <clears throat> Ferguson, here's the thing, man. I, I fucking... Khabib is the man. Ferguson's coming out of a great camp, too, though. I mean, he not, not only is he training out in Big Bear, high altitude, you know, <clears throat> fucking cardio for days... But he is one of the best BJJ coaches on the planet. And not only is he one of the best coaches, he's one of the best coaches that specialize in no gi jitsu Eddie Bravo. You know, like the, he's a black belt under 10th planet. Eddie Bravo, you know Eddie Bravo's out there fucking. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my one of my BJJ coaches was actually at John Jocks, who he is a black belt under. And in that room, Eddie Bravo was in there with a few of his best grapplers. I have this inkling that Eddie Bravo is in there to talk to John Jock about certain game plans regarding the fight against Khabib. That's just me speculating. There's no no evidence behind that. I just think because uh, Eddie Bravo is uh, he got his black belt under John Jock, so that, that's his master. And I, I really do. I really believe that um, Eddie Bravo is going to definitely have a great game plan to give to Tony Ferguson on preparing him for Khabib's pressure, but. Has anyone ever seen anyone, any one of Khabib's previous opponents, give him a slightest challenge in the ground department? Never. Never. There's only one guy that comes to mind that actually did a pretty good job against Khabib where it was a close fight. It could have gone either way. And a lot of people actually think Khabib lost that fight, and that's against Glayson Tebow. Mm-hmm. But this is before USADA. Before USADA. So Glayson Tebow actually kept the fight, kept Khabib from taking him down. I rewatched the fight a few weeks ago. Khabib could not get him down. There were multiple times where he got close to it. He took him down maybe once or twice, but Glazen Tebow got right back up. But once again, this is this is pre-USADA. So this Glazen Tebow was probably jacked guy. to the gills. Oh, yeah. He looked like he had 10 or he, 15 pounds on him. Oh, dude. You saw the fight too there, yeah. right? Oh, oh yeah. dude. It was such a good fight though, right? Because like, it was a fight where you really see Khabib's heart, where you know he can push it whenever it's not going his way. Because he couldn't get the fight to the ground. Yeah. He couldn't. He couldn't. And Glazen Tebow was... For the most part, doing a better job on the stand-up. Because, I mean, it's no secret. Khabib's striking is in his strong suit. Those wild overhand. Yeah, you know. dude. Like, I mean, here's the thing, man. Like, Kevin Lee recently had an interview and he said that Khabib looked 
terrible in his fight against Barboza. And that's his, he meant his stand-up. His stand-up looked terrible because he was literally just eating punches and kicks and walking him down. He said that, that, I mean, he said, yeah, it's great. It looks good, but that's not the smartest way to fight, which I tend to agree with. You know, like, yeah, just because you can power through it doesn't mean you need to take the shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not yeah, good absolutely. over the long it's, term. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I, I get his point, but Khabib still beat the shit out of fucking Barboza. So it just goes to show you, like, if Ferguson, who is, in my opinion, a really accurate, awkward striker, especially with his elbows, if Ferguson can land multiple shots on Khabib, I mean, have we ever seen Khabib get cut above his eyebrow where he can't really see anything because he's got blood pouring into his eyeballs? I've never seen that happen. I'm curious to see how he's going to react to that kind of a thing. If there's ever an opponent to put that kind of pressure and that kind of distress on an, on an, on a fighter, on on Khabib, mm-hmm. it's for sure Tony Ferguson, for sure. Yeah, I see. I just I see Tony like if it stays standing up the whole time, like I've got Tony all day. Yeah. Because I don't think Khabib's stand up is is good enough. Now, if he if he just walks him down and just like pins him against the fence like he did in um, in every other fight. Yeah. You know, and when he can't get him down, he pins him against the fence and he just out-wrestles him. Mm-hmm. If he does that to Tony Ferguson, I feel like he, Tony will just pull guard on him. I can see that. Yeah. And fucking submit him. I don't want to call that's... rounds, but, I mean, I got a feeling. Yeah. You know? That's just yeah. what I see happening. I feel like he's going to he's gonna lighten him up mm-hmm. in, the, in the first couple rounds. And then eventually, like, he's going to... He's going to do what he knows how to do. Uh, for, um, Khabib is going to try to take him down, right. put him against the fence, and he's going to be weak from getting his ass kicked for the first couple rounds, mm-hmm. and Ferguson's going to submit him. Dude, it could happen, man. It I could don't know. fucking happen. I'm, just, I'm a little opinionated. This is the first yeah. fight that I'm actually getting an opinion on like really yeah. in-depth. I <laughs> yeah. dig it, dude. Learning yeah. more about you know, dude, each yeah. individual fighter. I fucking like it. <clears throat> so I don't know. That's that's I can't wait for that fucking fight. Dude, Plus Rose Joanna, like that's gonna be a great card. That's gonna be a great card. Mm. Yeah, I can't fucking wait. Dude, we should definitely. Oh my god, I'm off of yeah, work. I'm gonna make sure. Yeah, I quit. I'm, I'm I watching quit. everything. I'm watching now. every fight on that card, from the fight pass to the fucking the Fox Sports prelims to the everything. Dude, like, we should fucking do it. I'm in, dude. We should set I'm that. In. I'm fucking in, man. But yeah, so um, we'll, we'll talk more. I mean, we got what a few more weeks before that fight actually happens. It's like April seventh yeah, or something a month, like that. Actually, April seventh. Okay, yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely have a podcast dedicated on that. Yeah, we should. And I'm sure there are other fights on the card that I mean, nothing. Are, I mean, I don't, yeah, do, you know, do you know of any other fights on that card that I got it right off the top, top of my mind? head right now? No. So we got I can't um, think of any. Renato Moicano versus Calvin Qatar, Anthony Pettis versus Michael Chesea. Mm, that'd, that'd be a good fight. That'd, that'd be, be a good, good one. one. Yeah. I got Pettis. Off the top of my head. It's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. Yeah, it's going to be a good oh, fight. I got Pettis. Paul Felder and Al Iaquinta. Nice. It's going to be a good uh, fight. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Fuck. Paul Felder. Good Al Iaquinta. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I got Al. It's going to be good, man. Yeah, there's some fucking solid matchups coming up, yeah, man. Moreno so we'll definitely board. see what's up. It's going to be a good fight, too. It'll be a good fight card, man. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. Yeah. Man. So, let's uh, switch over to current events. Now, considering we are talking about sports, I have a couple here that, Mike, you're going to have to take the lead on these ones because I don't really Uh-oh. know much about it. Uh-oh. Um, one of which was published push, push, today. Push, push. Uh, it is uh, Gi- Giants <laughs> Trade Rams, um, Alec Altree. Ogletree. Ogletree. Cool, I know this um, guy. <laughs> I was like, yes, I know him. Yeah, so like they, I guess they traded this guy recently. Wait, the Giants trade, the Rams trade the Giants, Alec Ogletree. Yeah. Uh, no, the Giants trade for Rams Alec yeah. Ogletree. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, the yeah, Rams yeah. send him over. 
And then the the, the the question on the on the headliner is how much do they give up for starting for a starting linebacker? I don't know if they actually um, does it say what they got. Uh, it does not. Uh, it just talks about a 2009 seventh round pick for the Rams in exchange. Oh, so it does. Yeah. So uh, the Giants acquire Ogletree uh-huh. and a 2019 17th round pick for the Rams a in exchange. Seventh, that had to be a seventh round pick. A, a seventh round pick yeah, no... from the Rams in exchange for one of their fourth round picks. Uh, what do you think of that, man? For one of their fourth round picks? Yeah. That's all they gave up was a fourth round pick? For for their two fourth a, round picks. Two pick. fourth round yeah. picks? Yeah. Uh, that's a little weird. For in my and book. a sixth round pick in the upcoming NFL. Okay, and so, a sixth rounder. Uh huh. I mean, I don't know much about that, but that's apparently I mean, that's top r- of the news I right mean, now. Giving giving away a, a commodity that is Alec Ogletree, which is like he's a proven good talent in the NFL. Okay, uh, he's still young. I think he's like only four years in. Uh, okay. To to uh, to his deal, but uh, what's it called? That's weird that they would trade him off just for potential talent and draft picks, and not really mm-hmm. high high draft picks. There's only seven seven rounds in the NFL draft, uh, so to do is, yeah two two fourth rounders is like yeah. I mean yeah it's mid mid tier draft picks. So like to give up uh, a guy that's like really athletic, uh, a guy that, a linebacker that's great in coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, really fast side to side, uh, sideline to sideline. I mean, uh, Dude, he, good hitter. I he mean, got paid a hefty amount when he, they signed him back in October. Yeah, the Rams he, signed him. Yeah, back. he's a good player. Forty-two man. million uh, up until uh, season twenty twenty-one, and uh, since I'm assuming uh, as out for twenty nineteen, according to uh, so he's due seven million uh, a yeah. roster bonus on March sixteenth because they can't officially make it. Uh, uh, they can't officially add him onto the team. Until the fifteenth of March, okay. for whatever reason, <clears throat> the fourteenth of March. So the uh, the NFL year opens on March fourteenth. So that's when they can uh, make it official. And on March sixteenth, he's due uh, an additional seven million as a as a bonus. Yeah. Oh, fuck, dude. It just sounds to me like a, uh, making a Bitcoin that shit, dog. Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously. It- it sounds to me just Crazy. like a, a, a salary cap thing. Like uh, the Rams are a really young team um, with young talent at key positions. Quarterback Jared Goff, uh, can, uh, running back Todd Gurley. And I think they're going to be good for a while. So I think they're just uh, freeing up some money, I guess, for what's going to be, you know, if they keep making the playoffs yeah. and whatnot and or making runs at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. when it comes time for these key players to negotiate, you know, to negotiate their contract, I mean, they're going to have to have some money to pay these guys. Yeah, it makes so sense. That makes sense. They're just, you know, yeah. playing the long-term, All right. you know, That's load right. on that. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah. yeah. No so, I was curious about it. Yeah. So I got one more on football. Um, the Seattle Seahawks are trading defensive end Michael Bennett. Oh, shit. And a seventh-round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fifth-round oh. pick and wide receiver Marcus Johnson. Marcus Johnson? Mm-hmm. Wide receiver? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so I don't even know who that wide receiver is. Gotcha. Uh, so he's, I mean, he might be young talent, uh, but I mean, he, That's really he hasn't, he, he isn't like a proven wide receiver in the NFL by any stretch of the imagination. And Jesus Christ, Johnson is, uh, his 40 yard dash is 4.3 seconds. The wide receiver? Yeah, it's pretty that's, fucking fast. That's awesome. Okay, I guess. That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it could be faster. Yeah. When I was in high school, yeah, right. can, he, can he catch the ball? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That's the real thing. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, that's, I, I don't know. Again, give him a mitt. Give him yeah, a mitt. There you go. Oh, shit. Well, Michael Bennett, uh, he's a 
dude, he's a real talent on the defensive line, and that just goes over to Philly, uh, who just won the Super Bowl, basically due to their defensive line strength. Uh, mm-hmm. And they had, I want to say something like eight or nine guys that would start or that would that would suit up every any given Sunday. Uh, hey yo, any given Sunday, I'll put you on. But they would have about they would dress about eight or nine guys that they would rotate uh, fresh pass rushers in okay. uh, any single week to get quarterback pressure. And sure enough, in the Super Bowl, they got you know two strip sacks <laughs> against Tom Brady, one of which was uh, to to end the game mm. to inevitably win the Super Bowl. So it was one of their main strengths in Philly. So the fact that they just upgraded their main strength is and added even more depth to that defensive line. It's uh, look out uh, NFL basically, mm, dude for sure. So that's all I have for you on sports. Um, apparently, those are like the top two stories right now. Cool man. On this, uh, on the seventh day of March. Um, but I don't know if you guys knew this. On um, this is a good segue. On uh, you know what tomorrow is International Thursday. Pancake Day. <laughs> March eighth apparently uh, is the International Women's Day. Hey oh. Dope. And the reason why they celebrate it on March 8th, and this is a segue, I'm coming, I'm, I'll get there, I'll get there, I'll get there. Uh, it's International Women's Day is annually held on March 8th to celebrate women's achievements throughout history and across nations. It is also known as United Nations Day for Women's Rights and International Peace. So, March 8th, every year, just keep that in mind. So, there are several, segue, several McDonald's. That are actually switching their arches around for tomorrow, oh. and they're planning on keeping that that way to celebrate Women's uh, International Day. So, nice and a lot of a lot, a lot of yeah, so a lot of McDonald's are actually going to keep their arches upside down. Uh, for uh, it's mainly in California that they'll be doing that. Obviously, yeah, right. <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, mainly in California. No, I think that's great. It's yeah. just it's also it just sounds like a corporate. I can definitely see that. Pry, you know, yeah. they're just trying to get brownie points. Yeah. But that's cool. I think that's great. Yeah, see, there's a couple of them already that have done it. Cause like, I yeah. dig it. I mean, that's it. Still looks like a, that's kind of cool. It is look yeah, kind of cool, and it's just like it's something that like has been a staple in my life. And then like, oh, that's mm-hmm. that's cool that they can. I didn't even know that they could turn it around. Like that's. I don't know. Yeah, I want to know how much that's costing the company. There's 100 U.S. locations where McDonald's employees will wear special hats and shirts with the upside-down arches. Hey, look at that. I would actually buy one of those. (laughs) Would you? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd jump in on that. Yeah. Yeah, I also think I'm, I'm, I'm an equalist. Uh, but that's what how I would describe yeah. myself. Oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. There's only a couple of um, McDonald's that have actually done that. That's cool though. Uh, but they're in California. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So there's that one. Uh, another one. Uh, keeping it in um, California again. This is all planned, bro. So check this out, man. Uh, I'm sure you guys know about the whole um, the whole immigration thing that's going on right now. Uh, so. California decided to not enforce the whole Immigration Act that Donald Trump's uh, cabinet decided to push. So California leaders uh, re- uh, rebuke Sessions uh, as going to war over state immigration. So apparently Trump and his cabinet and his administration are um, suing California, Jeff, Jeff Sessions. Huh. Uh, and uh, yeah, so his U.S. Attorney Jeff Sessions accused of state of impending federal immigration office officials from doing their jobs and said he would use every power he had to make it stop. 
So Jeff Sessions is apparently trying to push this whole Immigration Act here in California. And then um, uh, California Governor fucking Bobby, what's his name? Uh, Jerry Brown. Jerry Brown pretty much said um, they're pretty much going to war against us. They're pretty much going to like sue us in the sense of because Jerry Brown doesn't want to push this whole act where they're actually um, – so apparently what they're doing is they're having like sting operations where they're going into certain jobs and they're pretty much kicking anyone out that doesn't have you know like actual citizenship. So they're doing that in a lot of different places in California is one of the states that decided not to go ahead with this. So Jerry Brown's under a lot of heat insane. right now. Jeff, I agree. Jeff Sessions. That's let's talk about it, man. So, so, so Jeff Sessions is one of the guys that's like he's he's leading the charge essentially, uh, and he's also the same guy that was leading the charge against marijuana just a couple months ago. That was like it still should be a federal crime no matter what. I don't care if state decides to make it legal, whatever the fuck. So like he's the guy that's fucking things up right now. That's uh, insane, dude. Yeah. Let's talk about it. What's up? Side busted for all I care. I was at the shop the other day and I saw the little. There's a little sign right there. They have a. Uh, um, a warning from the U.S. government: Marijuana smoke is is known to the state of California to cause cancer. Ugh. It fucking says that. Wow. I'm like, I looked at the security guard. I'm like, that's a fucking joke, right? He goes, no, nope. <laughs> <laughs> dude. But yeah, yeah, dude, that's fucking insane. Yeah, man, it's fucking pretty pretty gnarly right now. Uh, but yeah, man. So like, there, there's just like this whole back and and it's uh, so. I just don't know uh, why that's such a big deal that there's people from other, you know, they want to collect taxes, I get it, but... Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah, man, that's I don't really know. what it's, it comes down to is yeah, collecting money. taxes. Yeah, I can see I that. I mean, that's... I can definitely see that. I mean... Mm-hmm. I... Trying to look at this thing objectively, I get that side of it. They're yeah. like, well, how is that fair that... These people have to pay taxes and yeah. Well, dude, uh, apparently Jeff Sessions also went on record. He's put on record as saying that one of the main driving forces behind this is actual because they're trying to get rid of radical extremists, terrorist attacks, etc. So it's like, so that's, why do you start in California? That's well, okay. Well, first that's of all, just an going, excuse. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. That's that's yeah. I don't buy that because that's, that's buy, like. Okay. Why would you go into workforces and... Yeah, that doesn't make... That doesn't... Why don't we put all that focus on... Yeah, because I'm sure that, you know, the people cooking in the kitchen are really yeah. the ones planning mm-hmm. terrorist attacks. No, they're just trying to feed the we're fucking families. Trying to send money home, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, shit. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. I can't believe that. That's just nah, crazy. To me, it's just like... That's, that's the excuse. The... They're using fear to try to cloak their racism is what mm-hmm. it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, dude. A lot of crazy shit going on. Hopefully we get through this. Hopefully it doesn't become like this civil fucking thing where... They end up trying to sue California, and they end up forcing Good. themselves on, like, you know, some sort of martial law kind of a bullshit. I don't Dude, know, Then man. my mind goes, what happens if we end up going to war? Yeah. Dude, fuck. California man, versus the U.S. government? It, oh, that was my question. Did any other states? Oh, it didn't, I didn't listen to the other ones. Uh, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't. Come on, Texas. Ones. Where you yeah, at, dude? Know, right? uh, come dude, on, man. I feel like Texas is okay with that, though. They're okay with not having... Immigrants inside their fucking inside their uh, their state. I'm almost willing yeah, to bet money on that. That's that fair. They're not that's as so that's fair, but they also I feel like don't want they don't want I don't feel like federal government like putting their hands state. in their pocket. You know what yeah. I mean? Like telling them yeah, what to yeah. do. Like they're no puppets over there in Texas. Yeah, I just don't I like don't this know. whole border. I, told, thing I see what you're saying. I think around. it's silly. Yeah, I do think it's silly. I don't know, man. It's pretty crazy. Like because you live across an imaginary line, like. Uh-huh. Like, how does that make you any different from another person? Like, it, why dude, do you want to keep? I agree, man. Just because I was born on this side of the dirt, yeah, it's just, automatically, it's just I'm, I'm less than or whatever the fuck. But yeah, I, and so I, I get it from the government's point of view. To, I'm not, not that I get it, but like, they're trying, they're trying to collect taxes. Okay, 
But for someone who, like, that's essentially your neighbor yeah. in a lot of ways. Like, Texas is, you know, a lot of parts of Texas are not very different from some parts of Mexico, I'm presuming, right? Because it's the same fucking land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's just this line drawn across it. Like, the crops, I'm sure, uh-huh. taste the same. From, yeah, I'm from sure both. a lot of it is sure. very similar, you know? And so why I'm, can't... I'm, I'm sure. Why do the people that live there have are so against it? It just it blows my no mind, sense, man. They're just your neighbors. They're really just your neighbors. Yeah, man, makes it makes really no sense. But uh, so going on with more of the um, the political side, uh, Donald Trump uh, is expected to sign a uh, a decree on Thursday afternoon, laying out his plan to impose new tariffs on steel and aluminum. I've heard about uh, this. Yeah, dude. So we're pretty much going to be taxing a lot. Uh, we're going to be taxing. We're going to raise the taxes on exports to and from the uh, mainly to the United States. Yeah. So other countries are like, as, from what I read on this, this is really going to affect Canada because we get a lot of shit from Canada as well. Canada and like other other um, other overseas country. But um, so, so, I mean, what they're saying is that Trump is really just trying to bring more jobs. By doing this, he's trying to bring more jobs back because it's going to keep us from buying outside as opposed to, because, you know, if you open a, a, a business out in Let's just say fucking Africa somewhere. You can charge like less minimum wage. You probably don't have to offer right. the same, you know, like medical, dental, etc. Yeah. Right. So like a lot of these big companies are fucking making a killing off of off of that alone. So he's raising the taxes, and it's supposed to happen tomorrow. And then a lot of people are giving him heat for that. I tend to kind of like it. I'm like, well, fuck it, dude. Like if you're making that much more money, you know, like. It shouldn't. I mean, I, I don't know. Like may, maybe, maybe taxing them and getting a little bit more revenue off of that is a good thing for us. You know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm, I'm, this is something I'm not really educated on, so I don't know what what the pros and cons are outside of. Hopefully, his plan is that jobs are going to come back to the states, right. which I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't think. I mean, the, I, mean, I don't the think the idea is to get people to buy American. When you yeah, buy American, you encourage yeah. American jobs. Yeah, right? I get that. I get that. But, but you're also like kind of playing with isolationism again. Yeah. Like, oh, like do. we don't, don't want. Yeah, we're that can go either way. We share the earth. I don't yeah. know. That's the way I see it. We yeah. share the earth. We need to participate together. Yeah. Like, we need to work together on shit. Not, not say, oh no, we don't want products from over there. It's like uh-huh. you can't really. That's tough to do. I'm I'm about the free market. Yeah, man. This I'm curious to see what this ha- like what happens with this. Like that's like trying to pull a lot of strings. Well, yeah, I mean, that would, goes. I mean, I'm, the, I'm, but I'm I will. Curious, I do understand man. though the free market system, where like like you're like it's being described though, is where you can have these jobs in overseas, Indonesia or China or wherever, and you're it's almost like encouraging child labor because in some of these places that's it's still legal. Mm-hmm. So. Some of the, like, I believe in free market, but at the same time, it can't be completely free because then you're going to get, uh, in a business mentality, you're going to mm-hmm. try to make it as cheap as possible. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. It, it's just, uh, I, I like it in, in certain concepts where where I do want jobs to come back to America, and it kind of mm-hmm. has to, if, if American manufacturers want to compete on a global scale, like, you kind of have to have those sort of restrictions mm-hmm. because... Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to pay uh, an American worker what what these companies are able to pay somebody overseas. Yeah. So it's just like it really would be devastating to not devastating. I don't want to be dramatic, but it Stop would not be dramatic. Mike. It could hurt. <laughs> I could see how it would hurt our economy though if that were to just be allowed. Yeah. Um, so uh, I feel like people need to stop being fucking lazy. Like. And just do the jack. There are jobs available. Oh yeah, totally. But sure. like, we're just a little too. We're. I mean, we're obviously most of this country is part of the one percent of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where we have so many benefits available oh, to us sure. here. Right. But people are lazy. They don't want to do the work. Yeah. They want someone else to do. A lot of people 
work the system. Mm-hmm. And like, if people, more people were willing to get their hands dirty and just do a job that, and they would stop fucking and having babies all the fucking time. That's a big thing. People got like fucking seven or eight kids working on minimum wage. Okay, even you got a couple kids and you're working on minimum wage, like, stop having kids. That's not the priority. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. You want to have a family, but if you can't afford to feed that family and you don't want to do the work yeah. that's necessary, it's just that welfare, man. Like the, the more kids you have, the more money you get off yeah, the government. So it's, it, kind of, it's kind of sad. It, it kind of becomes their oh wait. So if I it's have another yeah. child, then I get to make this much, and mm-hmm. that that becomes their level up. Oh, it's it's a crutch, man. And it definitely it's, is. It's, uh, that's just it's that attitude. Shit. We need to discourage. We need to find a way to discourage right. that attitude. But, we need to find yeah, a way I wonder to how to go about that to you know get I mean? into like just yeah. do what you got to do. Take care of yourself first. It's just this. Whole idea, a lot of it, I think, comes from the American dream. Yeah, of like getting, getting married, falling in love, getting married, getting a job, having kids. Like I, that sounds beautiful and all, mm-hmm. but like we don't live in that reality anymore. And even mm-hmm. when that was a reality, it was kind of a fake picture painted. Yeah. by you know. You know, actually, I read this. Um, this is back when I was um, when I was uh, we were learning about the, the the stock market crash and about how a lot of like the the divorce rate was an all time low. And it wasn't because people were like sticking together and they were like, oh, I love you, you love me. It was more so they couldn't survive on their own. So literally they become they, – they, they, the most marriages became financially dependent on one another, which is mm-hmm. why they didn't separate. And nowadays, I mean most people are just – I mean what is it, like at 70% divorce rate or something like that? I'm pretty like sure it's, it's like it, 50, it, isn't it? It's, it's higher than that. It's like every other it, – it's, oh. it's higher than that. Yeah, it's, it's a lot higher than that. That's, that's but yeah, so question. like it's just it's just crazy though, man. It's just really crazy to see that where like you would think that that kind of financial strain and and essentially starvation. People were starving then. They had soup kitchens, you know what I mean, running like, – fucking people were just eating whatever they could. And you had, but you had marriages that were fucking like running strong because they're like, hey man, you you bring in seven dollars a week, Uh I bring in fourteen dollars a week. This is enough to feed us and our kids. Let's fucking keep this up because I can't do this on my yeah, own. I can't you know afford I mean? yeah, my can't. own house and yeah, my own food. Like, and... It becomes like a roommate kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. It's kind of sad. Uh, I think right on par with what we've just been talking about, uh, I, I was talking to a, a coworker uh, the other day at the bar, and she was. we were all talking. It was a group of coworkers and whatnot, and we're talking in, in about spousals and getting married and stuff like that. And, and she finally, somebody kind of jokingly goes, you know, I just want to marry rich. I just want to marry a rich guy, and you know, like that's my dream. Is that that was her American dream? Was just to marry a rich guy to take care of her. No, a lot of people like that. There's all a shit ton of people like that, dude. A shit ton of girls. Yeah. And so, and she, it, she wasn't joking. It sounded like she was joking, but she was joking. Like there was some truth behind her joke. Like, and the girl that she was talking to, hook, line, and sinker, was like, "Yeah, right. That's my dream too." And like, I've heard it countless times. So instead of like arguing with her or talking about like that like telling her how unattractive that sounded to me not, not unattractive mm-hmm. just like shit like that's not that's not who I'm yeah. gonna end up with but uh I digress I just said you know what me too I wanna marry rich yeah I wanna marry a rich woman and have her take care of me mm-hmm. and uh I'm right there with you girls fuck yeah high five yeah and she she looked at me and I was like I'm dead serious about it like I really wanna marry rich it's a fucking dream cool. uh yeah I'll stay at home with the kids by all mm-hmm. means Fucking well, it's a very common thing, man. Like there, are, there are a lot of stay-at-home dads now. That's yeah. actually a very Dude, common. My, thing. Dad was, my dad was for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, we, we, uh, we mm-hmm. know somebody. I won't say his name, but we know somebody that's a stay-at-home dad, and he has like this whole. Instagram Yo. thing, you know what I mean? Oh, dude, yeah. he's killing it. Yeah, he's killing it. Not know? just with Instagram, but yeah, with the kids. Yeah, with the kids and everything. Like, he's a, he's yeah. a great dad. You know, like it's a, it's a common thing, especially nowadays. You know, and I almost wonder you when you said that. I, I wonder if. You know the whole like the women's right movement and how we're equal pay and fucking right. we're just as good as men are. I wonder if we get one of those 
hardcore women that are really involved with that campaign, if they were in the room and they heard that girl say that, they would have an issue with it. Because it's so. that thinking alone that is keeping them from, from progressing, from Touché. moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Touché. Like, I want to marry a rich guy to take care of me. Right. I would love to see a woman that's like, look here, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, like you need to fucking need to- buckle down and work because you can't depend on a fucking guy or his money because you got to fucking do it yourself. That kind right. of a thing, you know what I mean? Like, it's that thinking alone that I think is keeping us from moving forward. So... I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just... totally 2,000% agree, so I didn't let it I didn't let it go. So yeah. I try again, when I presented it to her, I'm like, oh... It's so unattractive. I agree with you on that. I, um, but that's why I turned it on her, and I was like, you know what? I totally agree. Me too. I want to yeah. be the same way. Uh, like you're probably looked at as like a lazy fucking asshole for even so saying then, that. Then she, exactly. <laughs> so then I just wanted her to know how it sounded to have yeah. somebody of the opposite sex, like, somebody Ugh. of the opposite sex striving for that, and like have that be their goal and for aspirations. Because as a man, if that's your only aspiration is to just uh, be a leech off of some off of a successful woman, that's in our society is viewed as fucking scum. Oh yeah. But I mean, if you, I hear it all the time. Uh, girls saying like, oh, I want to marry a rich guy. I want to marry a rich guy. And it just drives me fucking crazy. I'm like, do you know how you sound right now? And so when I said it to her, uh, oh, me too. And then she go like, she, you can see her thinking about it for a second. And she goes, I would never want to date somebody like that that just wanted to just like mooch off of me. And I go, yeah, that's exactly what I thought when you said it too. <laughs> and I was just like, boom. She's like, mind blown. Yeah, I was like, don't ever, don't think like that. No, I don't, it's, it's, I don't it's think a she was serious, but. No, yeah, and that's the, I agree with you. I, I don't think she was either. I think it's just like that fairy tale thing, you know, like it'd be nice if I won the lotto, like that kind of a Prince, thing, you know. Prince Charming, yeah, who had. But I'm not going to depend on it, kind of a thing, you know, like right. I'm not going to hold my breath to have this perfect scenario just come as a I don't know as my re- new reality or some bullshit like that like I, I can see how maybe she was joking but I don't know man I just, I just think shit like that just needs to stop like I really do oh well, fuck. yeah just depending on I think there are multiple uh, I'm sorry let me cut you off oh sorry I was just saying because Will Smith had a really good thing about uh, depending on somebody else for, for their happiness like your spouse mm-hmm. uh, and I just think the whole mentality of either depending on somebody financially or mm-hmm. emotionally or anything like that is like we're, we're doing too much of that as a society. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, a big reason of why these relationships are coming apart mm-hmm. and, and divorce rates are so high. Uh, I mean, because it's like people are going in with these ideas, these false senses of like, this is what marriage is. It's the finish line. You know what yeah. I mean? Like once I get married, then somebody's going to take care of me for the rest of my life. Yeah, and that shit just taxes you. Yeah, it does. So it's like, it's, 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 we got to move away from that, that sort I of agree. dependability mindset. I agree, man. What do you think, Matt? I don't know, man. <laughs> you want to marry Rich? No, I don't want to get married that, at all, dude. Sling that dick, bro. No. <laughs> no, I just have a, a pessimistic view on marriage, unfortunately. Share it with us, man. It's just my experience. Share it with us. Just my experience, you know. Um, yeah, I think people just get married too soon, and you I need agree. to you need to you know find ways. You need to make yourself happy before you can be happy with somebody else, right? I two thousand percent agree. That's what you have to do, and you, or not what you have to do, but what you should do, in my opinion. You know, if how are you going to make someone else happy or show someone love if you don't know how to love yourself? I think you have to start with yourself, make yourself happy first. You need to find. You need to. Live your life not based on other people's expectations, you know, because we, we, we all do that to some extent in little pieces here and there. We don't realize it where it's like, 
you know, a couple of not and not saying anything bad about it, but just saying it's a good yeah. example. One of your friends hits you up and is like, "Yo, like let's go out tonight," and you're like, "Oh man, like I don't know, I don't really feel like going out tonight." And they kind of convince you to go or guilt you in. Like that's you making a decision based on someone else's feelings when really you need to be doing it based on yourself. Because every time you, when you add up all those one times that it happens, especially in a city like LA, there's always shit going on. So you can find something to do every single night of the week mm-hmm. and you could be really far off track from like your life goals. And I feel like you need to not worry about what people think. And that's really what gets to the core of like what really true friends are is that they won't stop being your friend because you say no to hanging out or because you're doing your own thing for a while, you know? I fucking dig that, man. You know what I mean? Like I, I always felt that. that from you guys. Like I dropped off the face of the earth for a while, like, you know, a couple of years ago and then I came right back and I was just, I was just doing my thing. I was just figuring out my life and yeah. I still am. You guys are right there with open arms, you know. Yeah. Not you're not you didn't take it personally. You weren't mm-hmm. like, oh fuck this dude. He just bailed on us. Did, oh, never did that. Oh, you yeah. didn't get my text. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good thing, right? Oh, dude, oh thank sure. God, bro. That was the one I changed my number. Oh, dude, that was. <laughs> oh, I'm just fucking around. No, really, like, and I feel like that's what shows me my true friends. So when I, you know do try to hit up somebody or try to hang out and they just kind of blow me off or ignore me. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I don't take it personally. I'm not upset about it. But obviously you took something I did personally and hopefully at some point we can rectify the relationship. But I'm not going out of my way to make anybody else happy if it's not in in line with what I need to make me happy. And, you know, it kind of, you break away. You, You get into a lot more independent and some people that's kind of lonely. But I think that's where you learn a lot about yourself and then I'm able to come back to you guys with a better me and spend time with y'all. Yeah, and, dude. You know, fuck share yeah, with other people. I dig that, man. Learn oh, yeah. it. Because honestly, dude, like, and I think about this, especially with exercise, 90% of what you do, nobody will ever, nobody else will ever know. But now, now with social media and shit, it's a little bit different. Yeah. But like, if you put the phone down and you just go work out, people won't, it's, even when you're working out with other people, they don't know anything that's going on up here. Mm-hmm. In your life or in when you're working out. And when you have that kind of independence, when you handle that on your own and you recognize, like, when I go for a run, nobody else I ever know, unless I post on social media, will know that I fucking pushed my lungs until I felt they were going to explode today in that mm. hike. Nobody will ever know unless I want to share it. Yeah. So I keep it for myself. And yeah. I appreciate it for myself. And I, I hold it in yeah. until I want to share it with someone else. And I'm like, oh, hey. You know, I did this really cool thing that I'm really proud of. After I let it marinate. Yeah. yeah. And it feels so much better for me. Yeah, dude. That's Hell cool. Yeah, dude. Deep there, that's really cool, man. No, dude, yeah. I don't know. That's fucking cool, man. That's what this whole forum is about. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, a, that's a really cool way of looking at it. I, I agree, man. That, that there's, a lot of, there's a lot of truth to that, you know, especially the whole... Um, this kind of goes off of what Mike and, M- Michael and myself were having a conversation about a little while ago. Like, most people tend to look at uh, uh, someone that's doing really well. Uh, whether it's a business or sporting event or whatever, like a Conor McGregor, for an example. This just again, I'm not dick riding. I'm just it's, 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 it's an easy. It's it's the second time you kind of say you're not dick riding, Conor. Yeah, right? dude, I'm start, just saying I'm not. But the, you know, it's like a uh, here we go. Quack quack <laughs> quack quack. Shoe fits. Yeah, right. Just saying. Um, anyway, so like Fun most thing. people. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm about to single out a different athlete. Uh, uh, moving on. Uh, sorry, we had. Uh, so the Conor McGregor. <laughs> there you go. 
Fucking A. Uh, so, yeah. So, everyone looks at Connor. They're like, oh, he's just so lucky. He just, you know, he had all these things happen for him and this and that. right? But nobody saw the 90% of work that he was putting into it. Uh, you know, like the late nights that he stayed up. The, 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 the canceled trips. The fucking, yo, honey, I can't hang out with you. Or, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I can't go out to the pub tonight. You know, like the dieting, the food, the... The discipline, the sheer discipline and hard work that he put into it, anything anyone ever sees is when they're in that moment. When he's in that ring, he fucking knocks out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds and everyone's like, lucky punch. Well, think about it, man. He was probably working that punch since he was 14, you know, working the timing and the distance. Mm-hmm. And it probably didn't work out for him as far as timing goes up until that moment or maybe a year before that. Mm-hmm. Like. Like it does, it doesn't just happen overnight. People automatically say, "Oh, that person's lucky." I tend to, yeah, I tend to disagree, man. I really do. I, I think, as luck aside, I think okay. So anyone can have a 15 seconds of fame, right? Anyone, whether you fucking were in the right place at the right time, or you said that right joke, and you became a fucking overnight. Uh, social media, uh, you know, like, I don't know, whatever. Can I get a Ric Flair? Yeah, yeah, some shit. Yeah, like, you know, you end up being that guy for 15 seconds, you know. And But, like, to carry that momentum and to stay in that limelight for, like, there's some actors, like Will Smith, for an example. Like, he's not successful on purpose, by accident. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. He's not successful by accident. No. Like, there's a reason why he's been who he is over the last 20-plus years. Because he's a hard worker. He actually has talent. There's actual talent there. And the discipline, the hard work. Sure, I'm sure he had opportunities. He might have had a couple of, you know, helpful handouts. But, I mean, nothing, that talent wasn't just fucking, he didn't just, it wasn't just given to him. Yeah. Like, he was, you know, he earned that. Like, he yeah. worked on his craft. Maybe crack. he got a break a couple times. Maybe, but. maybe. But to stay in that limelight for as long as he, long as he has been, it's not, it's not by, not by accident, man. So nobody sees, you're absolutely right, nobody sees that 90%. They only see that 10%, and that 10% being when you're actually, the, the lights are shining on you, and it's your turn. It's your turn. Mm-hmm. And they, you fucking, they rise to the occasion. There are very few people on this planet that can do that, you know what I mean? So, like, I, as of late, man, I've been having, like, a different, like, I, it's so funny that, fuck, man, I feel like every few years, like, my mind just changes in how I view things and all that, and, like, Something mm-hmm. that I value, something that I valued four or five years ago, isn't necessarily relevant anymore in this day. And I think right now I'm in the middle of that transition. Like I'm in the middle of, I'm, I'm starting to see things differently. I'm starting mm-hmm. to understand things. I'm starting to understand why I am here, and I'm okay with the reality of fuck. I'm not where I want to be, where I feel like I should be, not by anyone else's excuse or anyone else's fault, but my own. Like I kind of fucked up on a couple things, but I still haven't lost focus on the goal, on what I know and what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah. But now I'm coming I'm I'm I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm I'm okay with why I'm not there yet. And I'm starting to realize that it is a journey and I'm starting to appreciate that journey if that makes sense. I'm starting yeah, to yeah. appreciate the small little struggles because it really comes down to small victories every day. And by those small victories, um, talking about myself, going to practice today, that's a small victory. That's something that I could have said, no, fuck that, I'm not going to do it. But that's going to keep me, that's one step back as opposed to that that fucking, that mile-long trail that I have to travel to get to where I want to be. So it's just those small victories, man. So small, Mm -hmm. and that's what, that's where my mind's going now. Like, that's where I'm starting to understand where I'm like, you know what, dude, like, just because I'm not... 
a world champion right now doesn't mean that I can't be, you know, in a two, three years from now. Right. What I got to do is I got to knock this small victory out and I got to be a guy that went to practice tonight and actually put in the work. Mm-hmm. And I got to do it again tomorrow. I got to do it again the day after that. And eventually one day I'll be that guy. I'll be there. I'll be, you know, I'll sit back in my chair and I'll be like, fuck, I did it, man. It took me yeah. a while, but I did it. So it's funny how like that's starting to change in my own, my own mind. Yeah. Before it was like, I want it now. I want it now. Right. I want it now. And like, that's such a toxic mindset. And I really think that's an American mindset. I really do, man. Especially LA. Everything is now. Everything is this moment. Most people that I've, I mean, I've been traveling a little bit over the last year, like more so in the last year than I have over the last like five or six years, which is kind of sad, but hey, better late not than sad, never, right? Yeah, it's cool. Be- better it's, late than never, man. It's not, it's not that you're late. It's that you're traveling now, right? Yeah, hey, like, fucking thing. love it, man. I love it. Yeah, dude, like, and then like the one thing that I've noticed is like in other places, everything's a little bit slower, you know, but like here in LA, and I've had these conversations with people from like Chicago and people in Virginia where they almost know that they're like, yeah, people in LA, like it's not... It's not like they want to get to know you. They want to get to know you in the sense of, hey, man, what do you do for work? That's almost one of the first questions that anyone ever asked whenever you're out here in L.A. What do you do for work? As if you and I have had this conversation Mm -hmm. like a year ago. Like that defines me. Like what I do for work doesn't define me as a person. You know what I mean? It's what I do outside of that and what my goals and what my aspirations are is what really makes me Derek Lee Ramsey. Not... I bartend. It's a collective. Yeah, exactly. 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 And I was having this, I've told this story before, I might have even said it on the podcast again, uh, before, I was having this conversation with this uh, this Uber driver in Chicago, and he goes, and I asked him, what do you do for work? And then he just goes, oh, well, I, I, I'm a firefighter. And I was like, oh, you're a fire." And he drives for Uber as well. I was like, no way, you're a firefighter. He's like, yeah, man, I do this, I do that, yada, yada, yada. I'm also a professional bowler. I was like, man, you do a lot oh, of things, man. He goes, and he goes, are you from L.A.? And I was like, yeah, good guess. And he goes, yeah, man, just, I've just noticed. And it wasn't like, I didn't take it as a direct insult, but sure. he's the one that put it into perspective. He goes, yeah, man, I've noticed a lot of people from LA tend to ask you what you do for work. Like, that's like a conversation starter. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I realized I was doing it, I was that guy. And then he and I had a pretty good conversation about it, uh, about that whole thing. And then what I took from it is, the reason why people in LA do that is because they don't necessarily want to figure you out. Like, oh, you, you're a, 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 a grocery store bagger. Oh, okay, whatever. They they don't want to get to that. That's not the root of the of what they're trying to get at. They're trying to see if they can use you to help themselves progress in their field. LA film industry, a lot of entertainments out yeah. here. They want to see what you do to see if that they can. They want to work an angle. What I've noticed, a lot of people out here want to work an angle, and they'll it's all networking. It's all networking, yeah. and it's so common that they've almost lost that that filter between having a genuine conversation with somebody and networking is no longer there's no longer a separation. It's literally I'm having a Part conversation with you to get to know you to help me network more, mm-hmm. and it's like holy shit, dude! Like I never noticed that up until the last year, year and a half. I really started seeing it, and I started seeing it more so when I was traveling. Like just having conversations with people. Like I, when I was in Chicago, I was like, I am not going to ask anybody what they do for work. I'm literally just going to say, how's your day going? And then just boom, just talk about that. And yeah. like I'm going to do my best not even mention what I do for work, what they do for work. And then most of the time, the first few conversations were a little, little difficult because you, know, you, you find yourself wanting to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always said this. It's always easy to talk about yourself. So it's easy to ask somebody questions about themselves because they'll just continue telling yeah. you shit, and you're like, okay, cool, you know. <laughs> and like, but it's it's so different whenever you're like, literally, like, yo, well, let, let's let's have a conversation about 
whatever the fuck, you know, your city. What? Mm-hmm. Tell me about your city. I'm not from here. And like shit like that, I found to become more genuine, more of a pleasant experience than just having the normal, basic conversation with somebody as far as trying to figure out whether you can network off them or not. No, I love that. No, I love that. I dude, think that it's crazy, man. Yeah, absolutely, dude. People need the genuine conversation thing is a big thing. It but, is. I mean, I understand the networking to some extent because I mean, we all got. It hustle, helps, man. You know? It does. It does help. I like to ask people like, "What do you do?" And then sometimes people will respond with their job immediately. But I've noticed a lot lately, people will respond with like, "Well, you mean like, what do I do for work?" I'm like, "No, what do you do for you?" Like mm. you know, and I always make a joke out of it, and people kind of respond kind of well. They're like, yeah. "Well, you know, I'm kind of doing." And actually, it's funny because they usually talk about like, especially Uber drivers. Mm-hmm. I love those conversations, especially the Uber pool. Yeah. Some crazy interactions. Dude, I fucking, we, mm-hmm. dude, I love oh it, Oh, my man. gosh. Like, sometimes they're really like some positive. Stories. Sometimes yeah. they're sometimes really Sometimes they intense. just don't even talk to you. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes they won't shut the fuck up, you yeah. know. <laughs> Not yeah. the, whatever. I'm just uh-huh. kidding. It's just, you know, it's the same thing as bartending. Oh, you yeah. Know, some people want to talk, some people don't. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're able to gauge that. But some of these conversations, man, are just bonkers. Oh, yeah, dude. They get sure. into some deep-ass shit, mm-hmm. man. I agree, man. I, don't know. I agree. It's, it's I just, um, I was, um, we, we took this Lyft drive. This is a few months ago now. I was Brianna and myself, and uh, it was this guy because Brianna loves to travel as well, and she's, in a lot of ways, she's kind of helping me out with that, like helping me. I always love to travel. I mean, who doesn't, right? Who doesn't like to go to new places? But now that I have somebody that is willing to travel with me, it's just different. You know, oh, it's almost like it's almost like you have a yeah, exactly. Like you have a like, like you know, like Bonnie and Clyde. Like, mm-hmm. hey, let's go fucking let's go see the world together, kind of a thing. It just makes it easier, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, granted, I went to Chicago by myself, but that was a good experience for me. Like Derek Lee Ramsey, I want to see what I can do on my own in a city that I've never been to. And dude, I'm here, man. I didn't, you know, I didn't die. I didn't die, man. <laughs> I saw the city. I saw pretty much everything that you need to see outside of a couple museums. So that was great. But we were uh, we were on this lift drive. Uh, before I get off topic, I um, we and then dude, we had this great conversation with this guy that's just pretty much seen the world. Like, and he was giving us these great locations to check out, and just like, oh, fucking Peru and this and that. I've been to Thailand. Fucking, it just it was just great talking to somebody about something that. Didn't have anything to do with work, with uh, political shit, with just it was just like, yo, man, see the world. This is cool experiences that I've that I've I've got to, you know, experience firsthand from these different countries, and you can just see they become it, well. It's two things. You you become very uh, uh, more. Um, you really appreciate you know the states. And one thing that I've noticed, like whenever I go to Mexico, man, I come back. I'm like, fucking thank God, <laughs> we got the shit that we have. You know what I mean? Like I, I, there there are some places I've been in Mexico where they don't even have like fucking like central heating. You know what I mean? Like literally does not exist. It's just fucking open windows. Yeah. It's I mean, granted, it's usually warm. It's tropical weather, but still, dude, who doesn't want a fucking good AC every now and again? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just close the windows. Fuck, dude, <laughs> yeah. right? Dude, you get those mosquitoes coming in that are fucking the size of a fucking the, your, the palm of your hand. Like that's well, baby pterodactyls, dude. They're fucking scary, <laughs> but it's just cool, man. So you you uh, you learn to appreciate things, and it just it gives you a perspective on other cultures. You know what I mean? Like other cultures, yeah. uh, how people. Uh, one thing that uh, like how other people just act and how they 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 view the world. Like I, I mentioned earlier, like um, Virginia, everything was a lot slower. Everything was very slow. People were just chilling. No, no one was in a hurry. That kind of a thing, you know. And then another thing in Chicago that I noticed is like, I swear like a sailor, and I was like yeah. saying shit and fuck and this and that. And then most of the people that were there were just not like that. They're just very like, it's like I, the way I describe Chicago is it's a midwestern city. So you have a bunch of good midwestern people living in a giant fucking city. Yeah. So everyone's really nice and genuine, like very nice. A lot more. Than LA, I've never been in New York, so I can't compare those two. But the common 
the common experience that I get from New York as far as people telling me about it is that it's overhyped, it's crowded, and everyone's rude. Everyone's extremely rude. And I'm like, dude, I can just see myself not liking that. You know, plus mm. the cold weather. I'll visit it, man, but I'm not trying to live there. You know what no. I'm saying? I want to check out the culture there, I think. I love to check out the culture. It's probably really rich and especially, I mean, I'm... So much history pretty, there, man. Yeah. Yeah. So much history, I'd be down dude. to check that out. Yeah, so much history. Me too. I just don't think I'd but live there, you know? It is. I it could is. see myself living in Chicago. I yeah. could. I could see myself living there. I could see myself visiting New York on a summer cruise of the East Coast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, not until you try it, though. That's why you got to go. There you go. That's why I you like got to try. And that's, that's been yeah. my thing, too, is what, the reason why I always had that, I always have that bug to move is because I never. I was never able to come to like conclusions about things. Uh-huh. Like it's hard for me to formulate a really solid opinion about things yeah. because I'm like, well, I can't. I, what about this side? I always see another side to the that's question. That's good though, man. You know what, man? That, that, that that's a sign of a really intelligent person because you can put yourself in someone else's shoes, and I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's so close-minded, I don't see them as being. Yes, you're smart. You know a lot about your crap, but the fact that you're so close-minded tells me one thing: you're not. You're not. You're not willing for change. And if you're not willing to actually obtain change and figure out, oh wait, maybe my method isn't the best method, then that isn't that. I'm sorry, that's just not an intelligent person. I believe an intelligent person, somebody that can look at both sides and say, you know what, I don't know, man. I, I need to know more about both to yeah. really understand what I agree with. Because at the end of the day, man, your word and your opinion is all you have, yeah. right? Like that's really all you got. Well, and that's why I take it so seriously. But like, that, the, I dig that. Man. The downside. I, that. I don't that, think it's a downside. The, the, the downside to that though is that like coming to conclusions is difficult because I feel like there's always another side to the story. So that's why I love traveling mm-hmm. because there's there's variety in culture for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's not only one system or one way of thinking that works. Yeah. And I don't think that any one is is more correct. Than, well, maybe a couple are more correct <laughs> than others. Yeah. But generally speaking, you can take something out of all these different cultures and religions uh-huh. and and societies and try to formulate your own idea to kind of make yourself as happiest or try to create a community that you can that you know would be in your mind ideal. Yeah, I can see that. I think if more people did that, we encourage people to travel more. I think I think you it's got to do man. it, especially traveling alone, dude. Like granted dude. it's a little, you know, you got especially you got to be a little bit more careful when you're traveling alone. Yeah. Because you don't have anybody on your six. But you learn so much from that, dude. Especially um, starting United States, it's so safe here. I agree 100 percent with that. I've statement. heard uh, like you can travel on your own, but you can still do like group tours of other places, mm-hmm. like group yeah. travel experiences. Oh yeah, to so meet it's people. A bit safer, you know. Yeah. I mean, like I almost stayed in a hostel you. over in Chicago. Oh, you like, should, dude. I, I almost did, but um, but I, I was talked out of it pretty much. Um, but yeah, you know, like I almost did. I was like, that'd be cool. I'd meet a bunch of people, you know, but. It's just, not, they make it scary it. in the movies and shit. Yeah, like, but yeah, I don't. Dude, know I, I stayed in I stayed in hostels <laughs> for almost a month when we were in, when, when I went to cool, Europe, man. Spain, cool. and Italy, and it was crazy sometimes, and it was a little creepy sometimes too. But they have lockers in the joint for you. Most of the people are about your age, and they're traveling too, and they just mm-hmm. all they want to do is drink, eat, and have sex. So, <sighs> like I'm in. Think right, that's what I'm saying, dude. You gotta go. Like you got the hostels are not that bad. You do have to be careful. That's not how they portrayed them in the movies. Don't man. travel so like different. stupid. You know. Yeah, that was the one thing, man. Like so learn I, to defend yourself too. Before yeah. You do that, oh, for sure. Just in case. For sure. And you know, like when I when I went out You're to uh, yeah when I that was the first time ever going on my own. And like the one thing that I took from it is like I can go to a city I've never been to and make friends. And that that's really that's really important to me. You know, like it gave me a nice sense of comfort. Like. I can just go and make a friend, and I not like a friend like hey I could depend on you, but friend like 
I can just go to a bar or a restaurant or literally just taking the subway, for an example, like when I was taking the, when I was taking the, the metro system out there. Mm-hmm. Well. Literally just like, oh, dude, what the fuck? What's up? How's your day going? How's this? I'm new around here. Like, what do you recommend? And like those conversations would turn into a great interaction with just somebody that's from the city. And like the one thing that I've noticed is like the more you put yourself out there, the more comfortable you become in your own skin. And I think that was really helped me progress in that kind of a person. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I am who I am. And I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with just going and seeing the world and not having to depend on somebody else to entertain me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, you know, like just sometimes having somebody there is just easier and an uncomfortable situation. But now you eliminate that and it's just you on your own. It's different. It's definitely yeah, different. Yeah, for sure. it's, it's not it's not easy. But it's definitely something that I think is really important that and I agree with. You. I think everyone should do that at least Dude, once. And then you learn to put yourself out there. Yeah. And you you know, it sucks in a lot sometimes because it doesn't work. Yeah. But you need to be like you said, you need to just be confident in yourself and just be yourself and you never know when you're gonna click with somebody. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be times when you don't, and there's gonna be times when you click with somebody and then all of a sudden, you know, you're on a dirt road in the middle of Oregon and Uber's <laughs> 27 minutes away and you don't know where you are yeah. and you're drunk and you're with strangers in their house. You're like, oh, Not that I know shit. from experience. Uh, uh, <laughs> so specific. But, That's you know, that, you, you yeah. learn to handle the situations and to recognize, okay, like, to, as long as you don't panic, everything will be fine. Yeah. Keep your wits about you. And, like, that's just one of the greatest parts about traveling and growing up is all of a sudden you become a more confident person. Yeah. If you can travel alone, like, really, like, especially, like, backpacking and shit, mm-hmm. and you can learn the ins and outs of that, I feel like you're just a more solid, safe individual. I can see that. And more aware, too, especially mm-hmm. in the moment, instead of worrying about, you know, fucking cell phone or TV Dude, or whatever. Yeah, man, I hear that. Eliminating that from your life just for, like, yeah. a couple of weeks of the year. It's good for you. Dude. It's good for you, man. It really it's is. It's a great idea. Yeah. I know, Mike, you were saying you plan on traveling more this year, right? Yeah, that's my goal, man. Yeah, that's uh, important, dude. I want to go on a cruise this year again. Mm. Uh, I've been went on one to Alaska. It was the best vacation I've ever been on. Mm. Oh, to Alaska! And yeah, man, it was. I would love. And this was on this cruise. I wasn't even twenty one yet. I was eighteen, and uh, I couldn't even do the full like go to the bars, do the nightclub, yeah. go to the casino. I couldn't do any of that stuff, and yeah. it was still the best vacation of my yeah. life. That's awesome. So man. I mean, yeah, I definitely want to go back. I'd love to do it with friends. <laughs> you yeah. know, like well, dude, after this whole thing. conversation yeah. about going yeah, by yourself, but, yeah, I mean, I'm not advocating. Like, no, that's just oh, where I'm at right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm not saying I would. I mean, I, I definitely want to be able to do that uh, yeah. uh, on a trip style basis. You know, I'd love to yeah. go stay at an Airbnb, but uh, and specifically for a cruise, I just think that our, our group of friends would have a, a, just a, a shit ton of fun on one. Yeah, uh, I, I would really love to to organize one of those. Have you so. heard of Holy Ship? Holy Ship, no. Yeah. Dude, tell Let's us about it. Go, spill it. <laughs> three days of raving on a boat in the beaches in the Caribbean. Holy shit. Yeah. That sounds like fun. So, yeah, just like, I mean, it's, uh, it's mostly electronic music, but if you can get behind it for a few days, yeah. uh, you're, on, you're on a cruise in the Caribbean, I'll find and there's just a yeah, bunch of, like, like man, yeah. just... Dude, I'm sorry, sorry. Just um, everyone's rolling yeah. balls. And oh, I gotcha. Dude, I mean, I'm going to Coachella beach. this year, so, like, I'm yeah. kind of excited. That's, gonna, that's a new Dude, experience for me. Coachella's going to be a good time, man. Uh, that's going to be a new you. experience for me. I've never, never been to have that ever, kind of... Have you ever rolled? Yes, I have, but okay. never in that kind of situation. Okay. So I'm like excited. I don't oh, know if I'm going are to. Are you going to? Oh, I'll I don't know. Be my next I don't question. Know. I'm still thinking about that, but um, I'm gonna have fun no matter yeah. what. Yeah, exactly. 
Dude, I'm gonna have fun no matter what. I'm gonna see Eminem live, bro. Dude, he's gonna be there, man. So that's gonna be so dope. You know, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. I was gonna say you better lose on. yourself. Oh, do yeah, right. <laughs> we shadow box in the back. That's how I dance. <laughs> that's how I express myself, dude. <laughs> Oh man, it's funny. Dude, that's gonna be so fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so jealous. But yeah, we'll talk more about that. Uh, uh, that that ship cruise. Holy thing. ship! Holy yeah, shit. We'll talk what is more that? about that. Uh, it's once a year. It's usually booked like as soon as the tickets go on sale. So you uh, really have to jump so on tough. it. But yeah, you usually have to buy like a year in advance, thirteen months in advance. All right. But well, if not, we can do. I'm thinking more like this summer, bro. I'm going to EDC. You're going where? EDC in Vegas. It's in May, I think. That sounds like fun. I'm gonna go one night. It's supposed. It's a giant carnival with like a hundred thousand people there. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I want to experience this one time. Yeah. I don't need to go more than that because mm-hmm. I'm sure it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be a lot of young kids. Yeah. Not that that really bothers. Me. Oh, yeah. A lot of like 21, 20 year olds. Go for yourself, man. That's where I'm going. Exactly. Going for and myself. I'm going alone too. So. Oh, I'm dude. Really see how that goes. Nice, man. I yeah. fucking dig it, dude. That I should be that. fun. That's cool. That's I don't cool. see you ending up alone. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. Something, something about your smile. <laughs> about those early whites that. that you know, that, oh. That's not no, I'll save myself out. for you, buddy. Oh, yeah. that's how you know he's not going to end up alone right there. <laughs> first, sweet talking. Sweet talker, you. Oh, man. Just want a beer. Uh, Beerski? I'm, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm thinking about it, yeah. All right, let me know. So I'm going to jump on the next uh, topic here, gentlemen. Um, got a few more here. Uh, so I'm trying to... This has been such a light, cool thing that I'm trying not to drop the heavy ones just yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to go with Coca-Cola. Oh, that's fun. Coca-Cola is announcing first time ever they are going to be shipping alcoholic soda to Japan. Hmm. Yeah, they're going to be doing it's going to be uh, soda and juice. And uh, they're going to be splashing it with some booze. They're going to cap that shit and they're going to send it off. And it's the first time ever in their 132 year history to ever indulge in alcoholic beverages that they'll be actually producing themselves. What does that tell and, you? And uh, they're mainly doing it, they're only doing it in Japan. They don't think it's going to across any other countries or anything like that. And it's mainly because Japan has, the the, the guy that's in charge of Coca-Cola distribution in Japan, um, I'm sure they did like a trial and error thing, right? Like a whole consensus uh-huh. and all that. Yeah, and he found that um, Japan is a very different culture than most places where that, that market would actually do really well. And um, the cool thing is, like, Coca-Cola is actually, I didn't know this, but apparently in Japan, they offer soda, excuse me, they offer soda with um, high, uh, that where they add fiber to uh, accommodate most of their elderly people out there. Mm. So they've done everything from that to um, uh, other, like, one-off drinks that it was only available in, um, in, uh, in Japan. And the name of the drink... That they're going to be calling it is uh, they have the name right here. Dang it, Derek! Al- should have had it. Cola. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. I'm hoping it's like Jack and Coke. It's um, it's a it's a Japanese name. There, I mean, no surprise, right? <laughs> Dude, did you hear about fucking Stone yeah. and Stone yeah. Brewing? A Stone Light. Yeah. Keystone. Yeah. Is that Miller Coors? Have you watched that video? I've seen the Stone Brewing Company that they're going to sue uh, yeah. Stone Light because yeah. uh, of the a brand branding the whole, and whatnot. Yeah, but they're suing Miller Coors because... Sorry, let me cut you off. Dude, no, no, do it, man. Do it. Uh, yeah, they're still, Stone Brewing is suing Miller Coors because they just they re-released their Keystone line, but it just says Stone really big and then Light underneath it. Yeah. And uh, Stone Brewing, Greg Coke was saying... I think that was Greg Coke was saying in this YouTube video, you can look it up, 
I saw the video. Yeah, actually. that they're gonna sue Stone, and they they like they're like we resisted selling out to all the big breweries, and then it like shows a bunch of the breweries that have sold out, right? Like, just totally calling them out. I, I dug that video actually. Yeah, I saw it. That was he, crazy. He like tried to he sampled the the Stone Light, and just like oh yeah, that's right. He's badass, dude. Yeah, that was, a, that was a cool video. And he's, he's got a case, dude, because like, all it says is stone. Like, it's huge yeah, lettering. It just yeah. says stone. Uh-huh. And then, like, baby fucking font. I don't know that they'll win, but... I think they got a decent case. They got a case for it, that's for sure. I mean, decent. hopefully... They, they've at least hopefully got they'll a, just settle and they'll be like, all right, yeah, we're going to go to court. I, I can see it going to... It, it's definitely going to be heard. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's just going to get thrown out. Oh, like, I'm saying so. Miller Coors, dude, they're, they are so big, though. Yeah, they've got a, they got a, so they got a legal big. team. I'm sure they consulted their legal team yeah. before they fucking put this out there. So, yeah, uh, yeah we'll see. Yeah, that's we'll see, see on that. One. But uh, to the Japanese soda thing, I, or uh, alcoholic soda, I can see down the road, dude. Like, I was just thinking Jack and Coke. Like, I could definitely see down the line of... Just like you well, know, dude, Jack and Jack actually makes their own version of Jack and Coke. Really? They have little cans. They sell them in four packs. Really? Yeah. Have you not seen them? No. Yeah, man. I uh, there's like little like 12, 16 ounce cans, and it's already pre mixed Jack and Coke, but it's their own version. I don't know if they buy it off what of Coca Cola. Coca Cola? I don't know it? if it's Coca Cola, but it's oh, Jack no. and Coke. It's, it, it's, okay. it's 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 cola. It tastes like it tastes like Coca Cola. I would be curious to see if the that thing was branded as like Jack and Cola or mm-hmm. Jack and Coke. I, I know it's it's Jack Daniel's branding, so they probably own all of it. Yeah. But they purchase it, or they make their own soda. But they probably purchase it off of another soda company, or at the very least, they make their own soda. Can't be hard to make, yeah, soda, right? Yeah, yeah dude. Fucking uh, over at the tap room, over at um, Hangar, they have a, a, a key lime soda. And they have uh, they make their own root beer as well. Fuck Gold yeah, bomb as fuck. They make in house. They just make it there. That's awesome. Yeah, but the name of the drink is called Chew Heat, and it is <laughs> a uh, so it's going to be distilled mainly from rice, barley, sweet potatoes, and other ingredients. So hmm. it's going to be available in restaurants, liquor stores, and all that in Japan by the end of this year. That's what it's crazy. Fun. Interesting. Like, Coca Cola man doing it big. They're like, let's get in the alcohol game, bro. Yeah, let's fucking get it. And then uh, moving on to uh, China, they have a nine and a half ton satellite that's going to be crashing to Earth uh, sometime this year. They don't know where, oh, but they have a. That's uh, fun. They 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 suspect it's going to be somewhere in uh, Spain, Portugal, France, or Greece. So they're not entirely sure where, but no. they completely lost control. And they're not able to steer it anymore. And it was launched up there in 2011. And it was their first uh, uh, space laboratory. And it was used for four uh, uh, successful missions where they would... I'm sorry. Three. Three missions where they sent... uh, Two of which were manned. So they would send them up there. They would refuel, restock, and they would, you know, shoot out somewhere else. And the third mission was unmanned. And in this... uh, By the end of 2017... They completely lost control of it, and it was literally just floating. And they couldn't figure out why. They can't figure out how to get it back going. And then in September 2016, I'm sorry. And um, and the name of it is called uh, Tiagong One, which literally translates to Heavenly Palace. And now it's hurling back to Earth. And they're saying that um, they thought it was going to land here of October of this last year. And now they're predicting it to be crashing in Earth in April of uh, 2018. Oh, wow. So, so it's coming up. It's coming up. And they're saying that most of it is going to break apart in the atmosphere. Right. But any piece of it that weighs more than 200 pounds will actually hit Earth. 
And but don't worry, because the European Space Agency and China got together and said there has never been an incident where someone has died from fall, from falling uh, from a falling spacecraft. But somebody has been hit before, but he was not harmed. So they don't what? exactly know when. It didn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what a savage. But yeah. So anyone in the southern southern hemisphere is usually, or, you know, need to kind of watch out for that. And um, so they were saying that it's a nineteen thousand pound laboratory, and um, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see. Uh, yeah. So I'll read it out to you. In the history of space flight, no, no, no known keyword known known because the person no died. known person, <laughs> person has ever been harmed. By re-entering space debris, um, only one person has ever been recorded as being hit by a piece of space debris, and fortunately, she was not injured. So that's the only thing that we have about that. How? But here's a little diagram. Like a paper ball falling down. Yeah, I need to know how this yeah. person got hit by fucking something. So here, here, here's a diagram. Here, here's here, here's Earth, and everything in the green oh, is bullshit. where it might fall. Everything highlighted in yellow is where it's more than likely going to crash. So going to give you guys an idea. In the yellow. Everything in the yellow is where it's high, highly likely that it will crash, but everywhere in the green is where it could crash as well. Oh, okay, cool. That's so like most everything. of the world yeah. in the green, dude. Literally. Definitely in the green. Thanks for being specific. Yeah, literally. Okay, so we have no fucking idea. Dude, Africa looks The like only place like... that you're safe is the North and South Poles, it sounds like. It looks like, based off their little chart. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah I'm sure a lot of people A nine and a half ton space laboratories crashing to Earth That's in insane. April. That's insane, dude. Dude, if I get hit, I'm going to be so pissed. Yeah. Sue China. Dude, yeah, I, If man. I get hit, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be as tough as this chick. I don't think I'm going out if I get hit <laughs> by a fucking 200-pound piece yeah, of dude. falling debris. It's fucking gnarly, man. Gnarly. Um, so moving on. Uh, more about space. Space. The final frontier. Um, so this here uh, is, is Clooney still an floating? article by USA Today. It is uh, nine massive cyclones with Category 5 hurricane wind speeds discovered on Jupiter. And uh, what they're saying is that they recently sent up – well, not recently. They sent up a, um, a, uh, a drone uh, back in 2011, and it traveled – it's called Juno. So they spent a spacecraft named Juno back in 2011, and it traveled 1.7 billion miles to Jupiter to – uh, to pretty much orbit orbit the entire planet, right? So it right. literally is just passing around the planet right now, and it's collecting data. It finally reached, and it's sending back some data, some other information, pictures, and all that other That's shit. That's cool. So, yeah. So uh, so it's, it's actually been orbiting Jupiter since 2016. So it's been there for almost two years now. And then we're starting to finally get some of the fucking cool images back. And what it's showing is it got this really cool picture of, uh, of um, Jupiter – with uh, it's it's uh, it's was it is it nine hurricanes with nine hurricanes literally all circling each other so it's literally one giant hurricane in the middle of Jupiter oh shit and it's it stretches across several thousand miles winds traveling over 250 miles per hour and there's fucking eight other little hurricanes around it. And they have no idea why. They don't know what's going on. But they're finding out that Jupiter... Like they're finding out things about Jupiter that they didn't know before. So they, uh, we sent out a, a spacecraft in 2011 called Juno. Mm-hmm. And it traveled 1.7 billion miles to finally get to Jupiter, which it finally got there in 2016. And we're getting back a lot of information based yeah. off of what it's gathering. Because it's been just orbiting uh, 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 fucking Jupiter. And the cool thing is that... Um, 
like it, so it's cool. what's cool, man, because like it's starting. We're starting to figure out exactly what it's made of. Like what what it's it's mainly gases. I'm sure you guys knew that. Um, uh, it's it's mainly cons- uh, uh, Jupiter mainly consists of just a bunch of gases, and um, it's eleven times larger. the The diameter of 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 of, of Jupiter is eleven times larger than Earth. Fucking huge as shit, oh right? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Kind of gives you, kind of gives you an idea how big those hurricanes how fucking are. Too. Big yeah. those hurricanes are, dude. Like literally, it's fucking yeah, it's crazy, man. It's craziness. Um, but there's a there's a part in this where yeah, so uh, Jupiter actually has a an uh, an ocean, a liquid ocean of hydrogen. So yeah, fucking wrap your head around that, dude. That's fucking pretty <laughs> crazy, man. Pretty pretty yeah, crazy, I'm man. Try to wrap that around my head. Yeah, that's fucking gnarly. It's really gnarly, man. A lot of a lot of cool shits happening right now. We're getting all these. Um, here's another picture of uh, of those hurricanes. Dude, it looks like a pepperoni pizza. That's exactly what they're saying. Oh really? Yeah. That's exactly what they're saying. They're like, dude, this is fucking nuts, man. Yeah, that it's sounds really good cool. right now. So there I am. Pretty hungry. <laughs> there you pepperoni go. Pepperoni pizza. Yeah, man. Um, I think I'm gonna do a, a Caesar salad actually. I think I'm gonna do a pepperoni there. pizza. Well, that's yeah. fair. All to myself. Sounds great. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to the next one. So now we're gonna start getting in some crazier stuff. Um, so one more in regards to uh, science and all that other shit. Um, Alexa, the whole Amazon chick mm-hmm. that's fucking whatever. Um, they don't know why, but apparently, um, for an example, this uh, this one guy has um, he had this recorded where um, he has it synced up with his entire house. He can literally tell Alexa to turn on and off the lights. Ooh. Well, he was saying that to Alexa. Alexa wasn't doing it, and then it kept turning on the turning off the lights, turning it back on and back and forth, and it started to laugh at him. And they don't know why. Shut the fuck. Swear up. to God, dude, they actually have a Stop. recording. They have a recording here of Alexa laughing, and they don't know why. And then Amazon apparently just released their statement with. Uh, uh, so th- this is what this is what uh, Amazon, of- the official statement from Amazon. Uh, so uh, turns out these users aren't being o- overly dramatic or hallucinating. These strange LOLs uh, are, are actually happening. On Wednesday, a statement from uh, the PacMag Amazon confirmed this as an actual thing that's happening. To which he says, "We're aware of this and working to fix it." Amazon said the online yada yada yada. That's pretty much all they said in regards to that. Um, I'm 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 having trouble understanding right now. Please try a little later. Is what is what Alexa is saying, and she goes on to say shit like, "I'm not sure what went wrong," um, and Amazon pretty much has no clear idea on why this is happening. And there's been several several accounts of this of this actually taking place. And here's an actual recording of one. Oh, play that shit, dude. Give it a second. Fucking phone. Come on, baby. What the and fuck? Apparently, like that's been that's been happening a lot, and people aren't figuring out why. Don't know why. Hold the fucking phone. Yeah, dude. Dude. Okay. Sound like Alexa. Yeah. yeah, let's take a break. Peter. That that's what they're. That's what. I, so there are multiple statements from people that actually that experiences firsthand, and all of them were saying it did not sound like Alexa at all, and like um, that it sounded like a person laughing. And they couldn't figure out why, and it just wasn't responding. I wonder if it's like a hacker or something. It might be a hacker, probably a hacker. But regardless, if this bitch is getting so shit. smart and like she's like my- turning on the lights and turning them back off, and you're just like, "What the fuck, dude? You're fucking with me." That's what happened to that guy. He was there with his wife, and then like they were trying to get the lights to turn on, 
and she would turn him off and then laugh and he would have him turn him on they turn back on and turn back off so wait, like some haunted is shit. Alexa like is she artificial intelligence or is she just a program she's that a responds? program that uh, that so she I guess in a way she is art- art- uh, artificial intelligence where she kind of like learns what your habits are your preferences kind of, yeah right? exactly yeah. so you you program her to do the things that you want her to do so I mean, I'm curious if there's any artificial, any like learning processes in there that may have gotten out of control, or if it's just like some hacker having some fun. Yeah, because like I feel like that's a little bit more likely. Because I swear, dude, if that thing is already learning, like my roommate wants to get that shit, that Fire Stick with the voice, con- you can't yeah. get it without the voice control anymore. Yeah, I heard. You can't get it. Yeah, and I'm not doing that, dude. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. It, that it's, scares the shit out of me. It's fucking crazy, man. So I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what's going on, but that's a that came out today. Well, I mean, and, and the, not and, laugh all day. And the fact that Amazon, <laughs> the fact that Amazon was like, we are aware this is happening, and we're trying our best to understand why. <laughs> yeah, it's you, should, you should definitely <laughs> figure out what the fuck's going on. Um, so switch it up a little bit. Uh, um, this is going to be a segue into another article. Uh, the grand jury formally in, uh, indicts um, alleged Parkland school shooter on 34 accounts. So uh, Nicholas Cruz, uh, he appeared in court on the 19th, and then as of today, they um, they have officially. Um, I guess it was a hearing, and what they're saying is that they're um, they're he's he's being charged for 17 uh, counts of first degree murder, which I can't believe 17 people passed away. Man, that's fucking yeah. super sad. Um, and, uh, and this I is believe, the kid in the school in yeah, Texas? Uh-huh. Or no, Florida. Florida, 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 yeah, yeah, Florida. Uh, so 17, uh, accounts of, a, of, a, of attempted murder. Uh, oh. so, so, so 17 students and staff died and at least a dozen more were injured during this whole thing. And then they're, they're calling it some, I think it happened on Valentine's, yeah, Valentine's Day Rampage is what they're calling it. I didn't know it happened on Valentine's Day. That completely went over my head. I was just so shocked by it yeah. when it actually happened, you know. But yeah, so like, uh, the, and then there's the article goes on to say that um, if he ends up being, um, you know, convicted, which he yeah. will, <laughs> oh, yeah. he will. Uh, it's fucking Florida. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so they're saying that Stand, if, if he, ground, um, I don't think applies on that one. Yeah, right? so they're saying that if he goes on and actually becomes a, a, a convicted uh, of all those seventeen uh, uh, murders, he'll be sentenced to death. He's, so yeah, that's what kid's nineteen. How, how old is he? Okay, 19. that was gonna be my next question. 19 years old, man. So crazy. It's a fucking kid, man. So that leads into um, the... Uh, Do you guys hear about... Uh, or what you might call it? Um, Trump trying to pass that whole that whole legislation that te- certain teachers are allowed to carry a gun in school. Did you guys hear yeah, about that? Yeah, I heard about that. Heard about, heard- so like he's actually he's doing everything he can to make that a thing. And then there's certain certain professors that are like for it. There are others that are against it. I just kind of want to know what your guys' take on that is. Dude, well, I'm for it until one of the professors has a really fucking bad day, and he's the fucking shooter, yeah. and now you've just armed somebody. I'm not saying that that's like what's going to happen. I'm yeah, just there's saying. some better professors at school. I'm just yeah, saying. Dude. I feel like they should just, I mean, why not require, you know, if, okay, cool, you want to carry a pistol, then you have to go through all of these classes mm-hmm. and take all these practice, whatever, training courses. I think courses. that's important, dude. Yeah, education over fear, right? I think it's important, man. I really do. I, I kind of like the idea. Okay, so I don't know if you guys knew this, but did you guys know that there were actually um, the police, uh, the, the school police officer was on site during the shooting? And no. he didn't actually go in? Why not? That's the whole issue, is that people are trying to, oh my God, dude, like Ben Shapiro went off on a rant about this whole thing. So, um, you know, most high schools have they, they, they have a, a school cop yeah. on campus. Right. Well, this school cop, he on on record 
heard the shot, heard the initial gunshots. He called in for backup, to which his department sent in three more guys. And they're all outside their vehicle waiting the entire time this massacre was going down. What were they doing? They were just waiting. Nothing. They're, they're, they, were, they were like literally waiting for backup. And then another department came in and were like – they went in. And they're the ones that apprehended the kid and actually got it done. So they're so this this officer along with the Jesus. other three men are under high fucking heat right now. Yeah. Because literally Ben Shapiro was like Ben Shapiro was saying guns aren't the problem. Like we actually had an answer to this to where these first responders, these cops, their only job was to keep the, keep kids, the safe. kids safe. And these guys were cowards. Essentially they were cowards and they did not go in. He said that it's foolish of them. He said, I understand that. He said, it's foolish for me to believe that you took this job as a school cop, not realizing there might be a chance where there'll actually be a school shooting and I have to put my life on the line. That's what you're getting paid for. That's what you went through the training for. So there were guns in the hands of the good people, but right. those good people actually failed. So he was so they were blaming another uh, they're blaming the the governor of Florida for like his old lax his old lax uh, uh, leniency on guns, but really he was like that's completely bullshit. You should be blaming these officers who did not do their job. And it was another department from a different county that actually went in and apprehended this kid and not the actual guys that were assigned to keep those kids safe in that county. Cuz most that's, schools don't don't hire security guards that you know it's all it's all yeah it's all yeah, fucking, it's, it's all the county, county yeah. like the, the city P, uh, pd that's what it is so these motherfuckers are on a high cop. heat right now and then the actual sheriff for that fucking station i listened to the interview man and we'll check the shit out afterwards he was like yes it is real my guys were pretty much i he said the names my guys were outside and did nothing i am doing everything i can to get to the bottom of why that is he has. He has. He's the boss. And he's like, I don't know. Like, yeah, but I they, know they, why, they, they, they were. They were there. They have an excuse. They were there. They literally could have stopped it. Those seventeen people that were dead. Can you imagine the parents of those kids? Dude, you yeah. They're going, probably going to those. Going to those people. Yep. Like they should have to answer to every yep. one of those. Even if they parents. could have saved one life, dude. Just dude, if they one, could have saved one more. Sixteen people as opposed to seventeen. Still a tragedy, but still like, a tragedy. One more person walking around, dude. Uh-huh. Dude, oh. literally oh, had one that, fucking that, job, dude. That sucks. That's a. You, yeah, you, man. Yeah, you saved the heavy hitter. You did. Yeah, dude. Well, here's a fun one for you, though. <laughs> uh, so the last one. Yeah, right. So the last one. This one actually kind of goes into like the 007 fucking espionage. Um, so uh, former Russian spy poisoned by nerve agent in British in 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 Britain. Him and his daughter were both killed by a nerve gas. So, what? Yeah, dude. He, he's sixty. He's sixty-three, I think, or something like that. A former spy for the Russian government, sixty-six, and his daughter was thirty-three, and they were both found killed by a nerve gas in their apartment. And the British, uh, the British Empire, the British police are pretty much like, for sure, it was Putin. It was Putin and the, and the, the Russian government. They came in, they fucking they assassinated these people because everything led to. An assassination. So right now they're pretty much declaring like this state of emergency. Like this is we're we're viewing this because they were they're officially uh, uh, um, uh, British uh, uh, civilians, like you know, yeah, yeah. C- citizens, right? Yeah. So they're viewing it as a personal attack on British soil from Russia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this happened like today. Wait, did it, you say that was going to be fun? That sounds like war. <laughs> fun in the sense of like fuck, dude. 
That's a hell of a way to find fun, bro. That's some Rex yeah, Darrow fun, bro. Yeah, but uh, so they're they're almost yeah. So the, the, they're viewing it as an official attack on British soil, and it was carried out by the government and President Vladimir Putin. So they're they're like all like based on their their evidence, they're for sure that it came from from Vladimir Putin Damn. and his his fucking the, you know his assassins. But they fucking took this guy out, dude, and his daughter, daughter and the daughter, man. That's I don't the know, man. Cold this looks part. like this looks like the fucking Red Scare again to me. It looks like. Everyone's painting Russia in a bad picture. I don't know. Maybe they're not so bad. Maybe it's just... Maybe. I don't know. I know everyone... No one likes that idea, but do you guys remember hearing about that during the Cold War? Like, oh. that was us in Russia. Like, Russia was painted as these really evil people... Oh, yeah, that's people true. That ...who actually, true. like, had the greatest casualties in World War II. Like, they're one of the reasons World War II ended. Like, they played a larger role than we did in that war. But you don't realize that, you know? I don't know. I think that Russia, and I'm not defending Putin or Russia in any way, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that we the only information we have about Russia is what we get from our government and yeah, and our and our media and our Hollywood. Exactly. You know I mean? like, so it's like I'm not saying there's a conspiracy that large, but what I am saying is that like it's we keep on wanting to go to these go to these big wars every 10, 15 years. Yeah, there has to be a war every 10 years. There has been. That's great for the economy. Exactly. And it's great for people to rile up behind oh, yeah. a cause, you know? Like, I'm not mad about that. I'm, I, I understand that part anyway. But it's crazy. I'm going deep on you, bro. Yeah, yeah. dude, I like it. All so, it's like so the for, the, for, for those of you who want to know why yeah. Sergi uh, Skirpal was, was targeted um, in 2016, 2006, I'm sorry. Um, he was uh, he was convicted as a former former uh, uh, a colonel in the Russia's in, the, in Russia's military intelligence for selling secrets to the British Empire. So, and then in 2010 he was he was released from prison and sent to Britain as part of an exchange for the uh, for the imprisoned spies. So he was selling secrets to fucking to Britain. Right. And then they took him in as like, okay, you're gonna be one of our citizens now. We'll take care of you. Right. And then. Eight years later, Putin was like, I didn't forget. I didn't forget. Yeah, dude. And then so Bam took him out. We, and his daughter, man. We got our spies back. Oh, it was on Sunday afternoon. I'm sorry. Sunday afternoon. Uh, they, they became uh, they became ill. And then they went... Uh, yeah, they became ill, went to the uh, the emergency room. And then they fucking passed away. And then after an autopsy, it was a nerve gas. Damn. Yeah. So maybe they didn't even know that they got nerve gassed. Probably not, dude. Probably not. They were just like, like, oh, I don't feel good. Yeah, you don't feel good either? Holy shit. Let's go fucking see what's going on. Oh, that's so scary. Can you imagine, dude, being like, oh, I don't feel good. No, I think we'll be fine. No, I don't think we're fucking... I think we're dead. Fucking Yeah, and then you you go to the emergency room thinking you might be okay, and then you die. Yeah, it's fucking gnarly, dude. Lights out. That's it, dude. That's that's all. That's all she wrote. Yeah. Sad do not pass go. Do not collect dollars. <laughs> I mean, when you play with fire, you, you know, you, you're selling spies of a, yeah. of a Russian government. You got to know that one yeah. day your ticket's probably going to get punched. Uh, so yeah, dude. I mean, that's the thing, man. Like, oh. playing that game alone is not... Let him get away. Just let him think he's okay for yeah. eight years. Do you it's think like that he more... thought he was okay for eight years? That's, that's kind of what I was I feel like ask. after four or five, he'd be like... Yeah, you know, I can back in. Yeah, I'll go to the bar tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we can we can relax a little. And then, <laughs> boom! I can see fucking nerve gas. Like, I can whoa. see myself doing that like in a year. <laughs> in a year, yeah. It's been like a year. Two weeks go by, and you're just yeah. like, well, I'm sure you forgot. Yeah, right. I'm sure, they're not mad anymore. Yeah, right, dude. Fuck, man. Forgive and forget, right, guys? Crazy, man. Crazy. Uh, oh, you're dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wish I had some positive stuff to end it on. Um. 
New beer coming your way. Yeah. yeah. Jasmine Blonde. Let's do that this month. Let's do it, man. I'm in. I'm in. That put us at two beers this year already. Okay. Let's do it this month. Okay. I'm in. Yep. I'm down. In. I'm down. All right. Down. Are we going to do multi-batches this time? Good. Yeah. I, I want to... Let me see if I can um, afford to buy a second um, a, a carboy, and then that way we can at least get two batches going at the same time. Or we can even do... I have the smaller car, carboy meant for secondary fermentation. Mm. What we could do is we could do like batch. a small batch of like a really strong IPA. Mm. I'm saying hot drop. I'm like, ooh, triple IPA. Let's see how high we can get the alcohol content. I'm down, Just dude. for fun, right? So you can yeah. see how high we can get it. It's like 14%. I'll fucking drink oh, the shit out of it. I'd be happy with anything over like eight would be dope. Yeah, it'd be cool. But yeah, 15, let's do it. I'm in. I'm Barrel in. aged that shit, dude. We dude, here we go. Yeah, I'm going to try that. Less than 500 bucks? batches. Hmm? Less than 500 bucks? Probably. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure. Bad. We'll see what's up. Either way. Um, you guys have anything else to add? Uh, Good stuff? Check out uh, old Nala underscore adventures. There New Instagram go. page. There you go. I got to follow her, man. Actually, yeah, I yeah. got to follow her, dude. I, I've seen that. Onala, O-H-H-N-A-L-A, underscore adventures. Check That's her right. out. She's got a hashtag. Yeah, she's, dude. Uh, she's going to be, dude, I take her out in Burbank on the bike and hiking and shit. People stop me every fucking day, dude, all over the place. I'm like, I'm going to make some money off of you one of these days. <laughs> oh, I am some, following you. I'm going to get some advertising. I mean, I am Instagram. following Nala. Yeah. Cool. Onala underscore adventures. I am following her. All right, cool. What, what would they stop you? What's that? What did they stop you? Look at that. That's funny. We are just talking about that. Oh, yeah, the W? <laughs> That's, That's so funny. hilarious. Well, they, they just stop you to say, yo, badass dog. Like, yeah, how, how old is she? Is she just a puppy? I'm like, no, she's six. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's full of ground. She just looks yeah. small. Uh-huh. But yeah, she's people monster, love her, dude. man. People all she's the time want to talk about her. Yeah, she's That's great. cool, dude. That's cool, man. Keep really cute girl. I heard her. She was coming up the mountain, right? There's a couple of cute girls. Whatever, just hikers, I mean. And uh, I heard overheard them saying like something about their about Nala. And I, so when we passed them, Nala's there. And the girl's like, oh, she's so cute. I'm like, oh, come on, Nala. She goes, oh, that's my dog's name. And I was like, oh, shit. Get out of here. I have no idea. <laughs> we talked for a second. Good it wasn't play. anything, but I was yeah. like, yeah. There you well, go. I'm going to drop her name. Yeah. See if I can get any credit with this dog. Hell oh, yeah, yeah, man. Hell yeah. I dig it. Enough work. I dig it, man. take some benefits, right? I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Um, uh, also, if you want to see uh, Mr. Matt Roadhouse Rodick uh, live and in person, you can find him at Sonny's Hideaway. What days right. of the week? Uh, many nights a week. Many nights a week. Yeah. Sunny's Hideaway making the best cocktails. Come by Sunday brunch. That's right, man. He's there. It's in uh, Highland Park. Highland Park. That's right, man. It's a great spot. I have not had the food yet, but the cocktails oh. are fucking great. Dude, you got to come have our food. It's so you keep saying great. that, man. I'm about to do that sometime for sure. Really? You have anything to say, Mike? Nah. Come out to the Malibu coast and uh, check out Mike check out, Gilman. Check out me, yeah, that the old Dukes Dukes, uh, Dukes restaurant. That's right, man. Right off the PCH, you get a great view while you're enjoying some oh, yeah. seafood and some great service. That's right. Whales and dolphins there today, so it's pretty cool. There you go, man. There no, you go. no big deal. No biggie. No biggie. <laughs> Not at all. So yeah, um, and uh, thanks again, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this week. Uh, long winded spiel, and uh, we'll see you next week with some other cool shit and current events. Bye. Later. Later.